on today's show. Wow, that's you, huh? Howard catches up with actress and filmmaker Kristen Stewart. I feel like I read private parts when I was like really little. Oh, that's right. You read my book. I just fully remember being like, what is that? <laughs> Don't blame me if you're seeing a psychiatrist. <laughs> hey, now. tried to honor him yesterday with the Bubba the Love Sponge impersonator, and I thought for sure he usually writes me whenever I mention him, and I wrote him this morning. I said, I'm shocked. I thought you would be writing me about the Bubba the Love Sponge impersonator, uh, but no word out of Tampa. Didn't hear from him, so. Well, I hope everything's all right. I do, too. See, uh. Hey, uh, Bubba the Love Sponge impersonator. Come, come on in. How you doing, pal? Bubba the Love Sponge Show. Hey, Howard. Good morning. Hey, hey, Lasker loved uh, the Bubba deal yesterday. Lasker loved the deal. Lasker loved the deal. From Breezy loved the deal. Uh, X-Pac uh, was texting me. He said, hey, hey, Bubba, I love the Bubba deal. Bubba the Love Sponge. Let me uh, give you a free plug. Who do you got on your show today? You got Lasker and uh, any of those doctors and uh, who, who's coming on? We got uh, Dr. Diaco coming on the show today. And, hey, we're going to do, uh, we got a sword fight going on in the Bubba God. We got uh, Pretty Boy Ryan and Tubble are going to do a sword fight, not a rib, not work. They're going to come on. They're going to do the whole sword fight deal. And then, hey, we're going to do a shock the balls right after this. Hey, hey, you know what? Let's do a shock the balls right now. Hey, uh, Dig Dug, take out your balls. And we'll do uh, Shock the Balls, all right? You ready for Shock the Balls, Howard? You ready for Shock the Balls? We're going to do Shock the Balls on our show. Thank you. Okay, Shock the Balls. Here we're going to go. Shock the Balls. Shock the Balls. Shock the Balls. Shock the Balls. Love this guy. Love the bit. Has nobody died on that show? Oh, at least several people have, yeah. They're buried in Tampa. I hope Jennifer Witz was listening. You know, Bubba, I love when you do the uh, shock the balls. You haven't done that in a while. Good. Thank you for that. I really do appreciate it. Hey, Howard, speaking of oh. that, hey, what's up? <laughs> how can you get me uh, the Jennifer Witz's phone number there? Hey, All right. You know, I got to go. Bye. Shoot Bye. 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 Hey. All right. I love it. I love it. So I was uh, disappointed because uh, everyone was sending in love for... Uh, uh, when we had that guy on from 600 pound life, Dominic. Oh yeah. And Dr. Now called in and uh, everyone. Oh yeah. He did. Where were you? Jeez, oh, you mean during the, the thing. I, I've yeah. called later. <laughs> no, come on. I'm the one who had the rough night, not you. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, I had the worst night. Dominic from 600 pound life called in and Dr. Now impersonator was on the line and everyone loved it. I mean, um, you know, Remind you, Robin, since you forgot the show already. <laughs> Here's Dominic. Have you ever been able to get laid, or is it too hard when you're that fat? Yeah, I can. I have. With um, the ladies that provide that service. Oh. You went to a hooker? Yeah. And what'd you do? You lay on your back and they hop right. on the peen? Yeah, we had to angle it right, but yeah. Nice. Oh, my I God. Guess. <laughs> That's like a geometry project. Get the right angle. Algebra. Dr. Now says it's more like algebra, uh, Robin. (laughs) And then Dr. Now really kicked in. Dominique. 
You remember me, this is Dr. Now, you remember? Yeah, see, Doc. Why you don't, why you don't do the work? Why you sit there, you eat pizza, you sit down, you don't get up, and you think you wonder why you are 500, <laughs> 600 pounds. It's not a secret. Yeah, I know, Doc. And one more thing. Why your phone? Your phone is like just kind of like a shit. Why you eat so much? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, now, oh my God, he was so good yesterday. Let me get Doctor Now in here. Doctor Now, I just want to compliment you on the excellent job yesterday. The fans are going wild. I'll read you some of the email. As you, you do, you got to do the work. I mean, yeah, you do got- what I say. All right, you got to do the work if you're going to lose the weight. You're absolutely right, and you know. Every show that I've watched of yours, and I've watched a considerable amount, all you keep yelling is you got to do the work. You think you'd come up with a couple of new lines. But why does he always ask them why you eat so much? I mean, come on. All your because patients I, have to eat I so don't, much. I'm perplexed. <laughs> I, I, it takes hard work. It takes patience. It takes dealing in a reality. And some of these people, <laughs> they don't deal in reality. All right. Uh, Howard, can you have Dominic call in once a month to get updates on his progress? You can call the segment Behind the Folds. I hope he can get healthy. Yeah, I do too. Seem like a nice guy. How can Dominic afford to go to Vegas and get hookers, but he didn't have a job or a home? Hopefully he loses the weight and keeps the show updated on his progress. Uh, Howard, it would be great if the Howard Stern Show helped Dominic lose some significant weight instead of Dr. Now and that dopey show on TLC. And finally, for you, Dr. Now, I was in tears. And I had to pull over to the side of the highway when I heard that Dr. Now impression. That was one of the funniest things I heard in a long time. Dead on. Dead on. How do you like that, Dr. Now? Uh, well, uh, of course it's dead on. It's me. I cannot doctor, be anyone else but me. The Dr. Now impression was hilarious. You should have him motivate some of the fatsos on your staff to lose quarantine weight. Yeah, maybe you could have him. Maybe you could talk to Benji. Uh, Jason still's got a few to lose. Uh, a couple of the guys have put on weight. That would be I excellent. I Benji was losing weight. Didn't he say he had lost weight? Well, he did lose weight, but you can't even... Gary was saying he tried to have a serious discussion with Benji. And uh, it was weird. He said, like, oh, Benji, you lost weight. How much were you when you were at your heaviest? And Benji goes, 272. He says, you know, how much were you when you started the weight loss? That's what he said. He goes, 272, and now I weigh like 200. So... Gary was like, wow, 72 pounds. And then all of a sudden it started being a Benji conversation. He goes, no, no, no. Well, I, at my heaviest, I weighed 272. Oh, but when no. I started this, and it, and it, <laughs> it was all fucking kooky all of a sudden. Right. And um, then <clears throat> Benji claims he's going to walk the marathon that's coming up this month. The oh, New that's York right. City it's marathon. coming up this weekend. And he said he, I don't know if he's trying to be funny or what, but he said he went and walked. Here, I wrote it down. How many miles did he walk? Uh, hey, doctor, now I got to go. I'm talking about Benji, but thanks, okay? You got to tell him to do the work, to be serious, because right now you're walking into a grave, a graveyard right. is where he's right. going very quickly. All right, thank you. He, Benji walked 14 miles in seven hours. Which means that's a 30-minute mile. I mean, I don't think it's possible to walk that slow. 
<laughs> Unless you had an impairment. I mean, if you had one leg or something, you know what I mean? And I think I've seen, walking, yes. Yeah, and I've, <laughs> and I've seen guys with one leg. I've seen guys with one leg, and they, they do a very quick walk, I'm, you know. Um, Howard, the, the doctor now impression was hilarious. You should have him motivate some of the, another solid impression. Okay. That's a whole bunch of, bunch of fans writing in about, they like doctor now, but, uh, yeah, Gary said it was like a weird conversation with Benji again about the marathon. And then Benji went on Twitter and endorsed Curtis Lewa. He, he got political. Of course he did. Yes. Yes. He endorsed Curtis for mayor. Geez, that's a funny story. Um, we got a, there's a couple of elections going on today. And, um, yeah, it's Curtis Sliwa, who we know for years. Yeah. I was always a big Curtis Sliwa fan. I always enjoyed the fact that the Guardian Angels were in New York as someone who took the subways, uh, to work at M, when we worked at NBC. I know I was very grateful because there was not a great, police presence in the subways and many times i'd be down there either with robin or fred or both and uh we were frightened i'll be honest with you the new york city subways are frightening you're in there with a bunch of people who appear to either be mentally ill or or worse than mentally ill or like up maybe to something yeah they're, they're up to a scam <laughs> the mentally ill people are kind of just like you know to themselves maybe yelling but they're yelling at themselves but there were people who look like they wanted to do you bodily harm and I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. Actually, I'm not even a lover. I'm not a fighter or a lover. But I don't know what I am. But <laughs> I know I know I'm not a fighter. And you know, Fred and I were coming up with ways to defend Robin if her honor was ever, you know, besmirched or <laughs> she was ever taken advantage of. And we were going to fight them off with our briefcases. We had a whole plan. I had a big metal briefcase. Fred and I would practice using our briefcases as weapons. Yeah, they were the briefcase boys. Yeah. <laughs> they had briefcases. That's, I had a, that's the weapon of choice. Yeah, well, I had a cool metal attache case, and then I would just say, Fred, what are we going to do? And Fred, would, Fred said mean? to me, let's use our briefcases and fight off these <laughs> marauders. And I said, okay. But, of course, it wouldn't have worked. They, they, you know, these guys, they're trained. They would have just kicked us right in the balls, and we would have gone down. So, yeah, Curtis, I always got love for Curtis and the guardian angel. Yeah, whenever angels. we saw a guardian angel in our car, we were as happy as we could be. But they've been having some debates, which I didn't catch. We got some some little highlights on tape, but it's Curtis Lee versus this guy, Eric Adams, who I got love for, too, because he's uh, an ex-police officer, and I I admire their service as well. So we'll see. I I don't know. But Curtis, I, someone told me Curtis has gone a little bit uh, weird with some of the uh, vaccine Trump stuff. Does anyone following the race? I don't know. If, I if heard, Curtis... uh, you know, he's he's very much at the end of uh, this campaign saying that he would reverse all the mandates and rehire all the people who were fired because they wouldn't get a vaccine. Oh, well, then I can't go with my man there. I'm, I'm an Eric Adams guy then. That's me. I say go out. Yeah, Curtis, uh, I got love for you, but. Now you're acting uh, out of line. You just, that's crazy. Mandates are good. Mandates are necessary. We, one of the reasons New York City is doing pretty well with COVID is because there are certain mandates in place and more to come. Uh, I knew of a guy, 
Um, I don't want to give away too much. You'll know I'm talking about him, but he was, he would not get vaccinated. It was very frustrating, but his job said to him, well, then you're going to have to leave. Well, guess what? He got vaccinated. No big deal. Yeah. 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 But, uh, evidently in the debate, which I haven't really been following those two guys, you know, Curtis can talk. I mean, uh, I don't know Eric Adams, but I know. Curtis, he can talk. I mean, he's a, he's a he's a radio guy. Does a radio show many years now in New York. You know what was funny? I watched a bit of one of the debates, and yeah. Eric Adams was constantly talking right to the camera. Yes, and so you know he always had this smile on his face, and he was talking right to the camera. Curtis would leave his podium and almost walk out of the shot and yell. <laughs> Eric Adams, every time it was his turn to talk. (laughs) Here's what I got. Eric Adams attacked Curtis. Uh, Let's, okay, they were attacking each other. Curtis got right to it. Here he is. This is Curtis attacking Eric Adams. You fake where you live, Eric Adams. We still don't know where you live. You live in Jersey, most people say. And then you blame a homeless person for your accounting problems with the IRS. I can't imagine why you wouldn't just take responsibility. Man up, Eric. And I'd like to know where you actually live, because you keep faking that. And then uh, I guess Eric Adams gave it right back to Curtis. None of these issues, by the way, matter to me. But Yeah, what has that got to yeah. do with running this thing? <laughs> Right. But anyway, and then uh, Eric Adams gave it to Curtis. Yes, I praise the guardian angels, but it really devastated me after protecting their right to patrol the subways to find out that they were faking crimes. He faked a kidnap. He faked a robbery. He faked that he found the gun. He hid money so he would not have to pay child support. Oh, that's not the city I want to live in. That you would say that. That is scurrilous that you would say that I hid money. I paid every penny of my child support for my three sons, Anthony, Carter, and Hunter. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yes. Oh, here's a fact the guys just sent me. Curtis constantly rails against vaccine mandates, even though he is vaccinated and says he wants other others to be so if they choose well you know what we got curtis come on you're a practical guy curtis is a practical guy he knows there's a lot of people who aren't practical he's trying to get votes you know i think he thinks well those are some votes i could pick up but i don't know what else curtis stands for because i haven't followed the race i'm embarrassed to say and i'm a new york city resident and i'm also embarrassed to say i'm not set up to vote i cut completely fucking yeah that's right i'm not set up to vote what do you I mean didn't, you're not set up to vote? Because I've been living out here on Long Island and I'm not in the city and I didn't get an absentee ballot because my assistant, Laura, no longer works with me. And so <laughs> I didn't get set up and I'm, uh, I'm, I depend on others to do everything for me. And I missed this. Well, that sounds up. like an excuse I yeah. would make. <laughs> yeah, I fucked up. But the buck stops here. Unlike you, I will say it's my fault. Well, I voted. I don't know what mm. your problems are, but I voted. All right. Okay, you got me. I can't. I, you're a better person. I never miss a vote. I never miss a vote. I think Why voting's our most... travel in? Did they have a uh, in New York? You don't know. You could get ballots. I know. I fucking hate going in person. I'm very famous. Very famous. There's too much you excitement. Uh, I, well, you have no idea what it is to be me. You know what you happened do. to me? I thought, yeah. okay, I've got this mask on. I'll be anonymous. They everybody <laughs> recognize. Of course they do. Everyone knows you. 
Yeah, everyone Immediately knows. Immediately, I walk up and they go, "You look like somebody very famous." You know, you, you have a famous name. <laughs> you would have to wear a Freddy Krueger mask to get in there. But uh, oh, yeah, I thought I was going to be anonymous. I'm not. This is the first vote I missed, and I'm going to tell you something. I'm pretty fucking upset about it, and I'm out of out of sorts. And last night, I had a horrible night. I um. I'm laying in bed, 2 o'clock in the morning, I start screaming at the top of my lungs. I thought Beth was going to jump out of her skin. What's going on? Well, you Because know, sometimes I yell in my sleep, but I wasn't asleep. Yeah. I had a muscle cramp in my calf muscle that I don't even know what hit me. I was screaming so loud. It was unbelievable, like like excruciating pain. And I haven't had that in two years. But you know what? I started working out again with my man, Pat. And, uh, I've been, cause I've been babying myself for two years. We do it over Zoom. Uh huh. We work out over Zoom. And for two years, I've been like, you know, I don't want to work out over Zoom. That's lame. Um, what, how's he going to see anything? But I bought this contraption. It looks like a little robot. It's on a stand and you can wheel it around and Pat can see me on my iPad real clear. It, it, oh. It's great. It's got a gooseneck and the iPads in there. I got it all set up. And, um, I was all set. And so Pat watches me and he instructs me what to do. And it's good because I haven't been pushing myself at all. And I've been getting stiff and I've been getting, um, tight and I don't stretch because I'm like, ah, fuck stretching and fuck this and fuck that. So I'm back with Pat and we've been working out and it's been good. But last night, I guess because I was doing calf raises or something, but my calf was killing me. And then, I remembered something. I'm also on this medication. Did I tell you I'm on medication? You mentioned something a week or two ago. Yeah, yeah I'm on a... I, statin? That me, statin? A statin. I got high cholesterol. Can you fucking believe this shit? I said to my <laughs> wife, I, you know what I ate last night? Bronzino with some vegetables. I mean, you got to be Where'd kidding me. Where do you get me. cholesterol? Where am I getting cholesterol from? For <laughs> breakfast, I got berries and some nuts. For lunch, I eat a salad with some protein, whatever you, whatever it is. I've described my diet to you. It's ridiculous. I have no fun. Beth sat and ate a pizza last night in front of me <laughs> while I ate that fucking bronzino that they fished out it's of some river. getting to be goddamn ridiculous. I mean, can you imagine? And she's walking around like a supermodel, and I'm looking like the way I look. And I'm <laughs> cursing to heaven. I go, when am I going to eat a pizza again? I can't eat pizza. They got the cheese and they got the, I can't eat bread high in sugars. And it's not, it's not, it's, it's, uh, something's wrong with it. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and she's eating that pizza like a princess. <laughs> eating away at that pizza. Holy mackerel. I'm going, I'm on fucking, she should be on cholesterol medication. Why am I on cholesterol? I can't believe I'm cholesterol. I always had the lowest cholesterol. But listen to this. Dr. Agus put me on the uh, cholesterol medication. And I said right. to him, uh, hey, I should never ask this. Any side effects? He goes, there's one, but very few people get it. Very few. You can get muscle cramps. <laughs> muscle oh, cramps. no. And now, I don't know. Am I getting oh. the muscle cramp because I started working out again and doing calf raises? Or, or <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to throw up on you. Or 
am I getting muscle cramps from the medication? Well, muscle cramps don't come from exercise. Yeah, I used to get them all the time in my leg. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe this is. They don't come from exercise. They come from chemical imbalances. I know. So maybe I got the, maybe it's from the medication. I don't know. I'm just going to keep taking the medication and see what happens. Well, ask Dr. Agus what you can do about it if you have that. I don't want to because then he's going to say, let's put you on a different medication. No, 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 no. He might just say you need to take calcium or you need to take magnesium. Fuck that. What? I don't want that. I don't want to take anything. I'm sick of it. These are not drugs, Howard. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. My body hates me. It's revolting on me. You don't even know what I'm going through. You have no idea. All Your you have body is cancer. Hates you. All you have is cancer. <laughs> I've got all kind of shit happening. I don't even tell you about it. You've got some nerve. <laughs> yeah, you you already beat it. You were like you laughing in the face of cancer. Please, I saw what you did. <laughs> Everyone's like, ah, she's a goner. Two two seconds later, she's back in the game. You're strong. You're the strongest person I know. Look, I was really getting are. muscle cramps from the medications I was on. Right. Yeah, and, and you I got through it. I started taking magnesium, and now I that. don't have the medic- those cramps anymore. That's you. You know if I take magnesium, there'll be some issue. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you just barrel through. She barrels through. You got a hint. Hey, I should do a, a little. I should. I meant to do this yesterday about you. I wonder if you know about this. What? I wonder if you know. This is about you, actually. This is a, a, a bit of Robin news. Hold on, I got the article right here. Do you know they wrote the the U.S. Department of Defense tweeted an article Are they about after you me again? No. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? Yeah, they just they want you to enlist. Um, the U.S. Department of Defense tweeted a feature article about Robin Quivers Air Force Service last week. Did you get a word about this? I saw some things on social media. You know, like something yeah. would come into my uh feed you know my email box and i was like why is this stuff popping up this seems like a big deal they also honored adam driver who as we know was in the military adam driver we didn't serve at the same time no (laughs) but that's a big that's like ronnie choosing you for titty tuesday i mean the department (laughs) of defense is honoring you and, and basically holding you up as an example telling kids out there to you know that you're a famous person who is in the air force and in a, in a way, say, uh, this is somebody whose career is a positive example of what you can do in life. So they're using you. So there you go. All right. There well, you go. I've always wanted to be a role model. They mentioned it was it was a nice article. They didn't mention the, the, the key fact about you, that when you were a nurse in the Air Force, you straddled patients. I wasn't in the that. Air Force at that time. You were not? Okay. No. Would you get like a 21-gun salute? When you die at your funeral, if I you, guess uh, I could go into Arlington Cemetery and they you do could, that right? flag drape coffin, yeah, and I'm, all that stuff. I don't know. I've never checked, but I suppose I'm a vet. Yeah, Ronnie's actually an Air Force vet, sort of. I forget what he was. He was like in the National Reserve or National Guard, or I don't know what he was in. All I know is they should do an article about his service. Now he's. He was in the Air Force, and then, now he's taking 72 fucking... he's got Titty fucking, Tuesday. <laughs> he's got Titty Tuesday, and he's taking dildos in his ass. <laughs> uh, I 
This is a weird article, though. It's a really beautiful article. In the second to last paragraph in the article, they write, like they're listing all your accomplishments. And, you know, there are many. I have and accomplishments. Then it, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And in the second last paragraph, they go, in her 1995 autobiography, she reveals that she was molested by her father at a young age. Like they just threw that in. Just, just threw that out there? <laughs> yeah. They just like, like that's free. like, yeah, willy nilly. Like it was like. You know, she did this, and then she was in air. First, she got in the air, and then she became a captain in the air force, and then blah 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 blah. And, and by the way, she she also was molested by her father. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. We're leaving now. Oh, that's a strange thing to put. That had nothing to do with the military. Yeah. By the way, Mamet. Yeah, it had nothing. To, it, it was just. It was like you know what? Here's a here's a fun fact. Robin was molested by her father. <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> and by the way. For those of you who are fans of molestation, Robin's been through that, too. Um, they also mentioned you also shit yourself while you were jogging that one time. Did they? And had a, a Mexican <laughs> gentleman trick. hose you off. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, ple- and admits to pleasuring herself with meat and vegetables. That's how they end the article. <laughs> Mehmet says, Mehmet served in the military. He thinks he would be eligible for a military funeral, but not a 21-gun salute. 21 guns. Yeah, I don't think. I, did, I didn't no. serve in wartime, so I wouldn't demand. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, Diane, you're on the air in New York. So, anyway, congratulations on that, Robin. You're being honored. Uh, I yes, wondered, Diane. Yeah, I just I saw those few emails and I was like, why, is, why are people talking about me in the military? I love it. What up, Diane? Hey, now. And I wanted to tell you, Howard, you could, you could vote till 9 o'clock tonight. You could put your big boy pants on, get in your car, drive for two hours to New York. Beth could go in and vote while you wait in the car. Beth could come out, you go in and vote. It's important. Thank you for telling me I know. Him that. You're right, Diane. I feel horrible. I really I know, have I never mean, missed an you'll election. You'll feel period. horrible tomorrow because you never missed a vote. That's correct. You'll you're feel right. horrible tomorrow. And so you want to know what? No, I'm not, Robin. It's you know why? I didn't get any sleep. I have, I'm making excuses. I know. I fucking and feel terrible. And you have terrible. to drink water. It, two glasses yeah. of water before you go to bed, you won't have that cramp. Here's the problem, Diane. I'm getting old. I got to pish. pish. Every, pish. I'm pish. I, I get up I three times I to know. pish all night. I got the enlarged prostate. It's I'm, insane. I can't drink water. They even we say. We know about you, that, Howard. We all know. We have it. We all have it. You got to hear this. I have it. Diane. Everybody my age has it. Everyone says, you want to get rid of muscle cramps? Drink a lot of water. I start drinking a lot of water. I go for a walk with Beth. I can't even get through the walk without having to pee. It's it's a misery. (laughs) I mean, the whole time I'm like, honey, I got to. I almost pissed fucking right in the bushes the other day at someone's house. Like, I I didn't care. I almost had to. I I, I can't even go. I mean, this is insane. What's happening to me? And then. The other thing is. The other thing they say is potassium, so uh, maybe a banana. What? Potassium. Oh, I think. Potassium, potassium. yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, uh, who are you voting for? Are you going with Adams or are you going with uh, I'm not, Sliwa? I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not a city resident. I'm in Nassau County. Gotcha. I love Nassau County. My <laughs> people. Those Diane are my people. Diane from Manhattan. I, I just want to know. I could be Marianne from Brooklyn, but I have a job. Manhattan. I love you so much. Hi, Mandy. And I love you so much. I just love you so much. I can't believe Manhasset's a Manhasset's a good area, right? They don't let Jews in there, do they? Yeah. 
they do have a synagogue. They do have a they Jewish do? area. Just I had always heard, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always I heard. Uh, I remember I was looking for a, when I first moved to the, you know back to New York after I was in Washington D.C. with Rob. Yeah, we heard rumors. We did. Yeah, I, when I moved back, uh, I was looking for a house, and you know, I had no money, and uh, someone said, "Oh, Manhattan's nice, but no Jews." So I said, "Really?" That stuck in my head. I don't even know that that's true. Oh, so you didn't even try? You don't know that uh, it's true. Well, there my first know. house I bought in a place called manhasset hills well yeah. it wasn't manhasset yeah that's was, like that's you know it's not manhasset but it is it's, it's like New yeah. Park, more like New Park. yeah so i went to manhasset hills i lasted there about a year i got so popular on the radio that it was a regular nice little suburban neighborhood and yeah Robin it's knows beautiful this. I, I love manhasset it was beautiful i got a nice little house i bought it for 200 something thousand dollars which at the time was more money than i'd ever I mean, I got a mortgage. I had no fucking money. I mean, very. You were so proud of that house. Oh, my God. So proud of my nice little house. It was a weird little house, too. You come in on the main level, then it had a middle level, and then you had an upstairs level. And I remember I went the house hunting, and the woman who owned the house, she was so proud of it. She says to me, now, this house, I don't know what the house was. I don't even think it was more than 2,000 square feet. But she goes, <laughs> this house I get dressed upstairs, and then I come down to the middle and bottom le levels, and I don't return till I go to sleep at night because I don't want to be going up and down the steps. Meanwhile, it was like two fucking steps. She would have thought she lived in Buckingham Palace this broad, and she's telling me her routine when you live in a house like this. I forget what they call the type of house it is. It wasn't a split ranch. Level, it wasn't. It, it wasn't no, split it was because a split. it was a split. No, no, because it had the it had the basic level house. You know, we had the kitchen and all right, that shit. Right. The living room is sandwiched in the middle, and then you know you go up a couple of steps. Then the living room and the living room was on its own. And then from the living room you go up a couple of steps, and those were where the bedrooms were. And yeah. there were like two bedrooms. It's called a split. I think that's called a split. <laughs> yeah, it's called a split something. You know, it was it was even more than yeah. whatever it was. She was, she's yeah. got a hold of me, this woman. She goes, listen, when you live in a home like this, you got to get dressed first thing in the morning. Have all your stuff downstairs because you don't want to be having to go up the two levels to the bedroom. And I'm like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I mean, it might be good exercise for me to move my fat ass up those steps. <laughs> but uh, I yeah, can't she, believe you, this is so surreal. I cannot believe I'm talking to you. I cannot believe. Yeah, why not? Who the hell am I? No, you have no idea. Oh my God! Please. But anyway, this woman oh was God. carrying I on. I bought. I quote you daily. All right, Diane, I gotta go. Thanks. She's too. I, I love you. You're a good woman. Thank you. But uh, a little too excited. Yeah, and I bought that house, two hundred something thousand bucks. I move in, and now I'm like, oh fuck, mortgage payments. That was the house I had. I got fired by NBC. Now I'm like, oh, how am I gonna fucking pay this mortgage? I I can't even believe what I got myself into. My old man was right. I'm a bum. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then people. Immediately, started, you're a bum. You haven't missed one yeah, payment. I know. And people started driving up on my lawn, Shame. camping out. I was like oh, Dollywood. Shame. You had to see this. And I'm running around at Shame. night with a knife. I'm going to stab someone because they're, they're harassing me. You know what I mean? I'm trying to defend my oh. family. I got a little baby in the house. Don't ask what was going on outside this house. So I put it up for sale. Only time I made money with a house. <laughs> it was some kind. A year later, this house was worth four hundred thousand bucks. Can you what imagine? A good deal. And I started to think I was a real estate genius. <laughs>
Every house I've bought since then, never. Never again. I made 200 grand. I thought, man, I know what I'm, I don't need radio. I'm a fucking real estate genius. And it never happened again. Oh, the real Bubba the Love Sponge is on the phone. Oh. Bubba, I was worried. Hey, How you doing? Hey, I lost my house to the bank, and then they, they appraised it at $2.4 million. <laughs> what did you pay for it? Oh, well, I built it for like six fifty back in 99, and I had, almost had it paid off when I used to work for you. Hey, can you get a hold of that Jennifer chick and see if you can get me a job, please? <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. I'll work the, trans, I'll work the Eddie Vedder channel, the trucking channel, the trans channel, the homosexual <laughs> channel. I'll work lithium, vitamin, Howard 106. I don't care, bitch. I need a job. <laughs> Bubba, Bubba, you, you, um, did you hear... The Bubba impersonator on my show. I loved it, and I'm almost on the level of Alex Jones nowadays. Look right. Forty bucks. Bubba will just call in and do it himself. <laughs> yeah, hey, Howard, Howard, if That's you can send me some Scotskis, if you could send me some Scotskis and a twenty dollar bill, I'll do it. You can just get the real Bubba on. That's what Bubba. That's what everyone was saying. Why do you have a Bubba impersonator? Just get Bubba. He'll do it. He doesn't care. <laughs> Bubba, what is going? Bubba, Bubba, what is going on with you for real? Are you really in bad financial shape, or are you making a bit out of this? Well, I mean, I'd say there's, just like my entire radio shtick, I think there's a little bit of truth in both, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. Are you really working for DoorDash now? Well, I did during the summer, just during the when, during high-impact COVID, just leave me. You could get like 9 bucks an, an hour extra for a $23 delivery. So I did, you know, for a while, yeah. Oh, you I would mind? Have ordered something if I had known I'd get Bubba the Love Sponge. Delivered. I mean, how fun is that? Well, I was trying to. How? I was going to try to. Try, I was going to try to incorporate my radio show, saying, "Hey, if you order between five and seven on this particular day, I might be the guy that delivers it off to you." You know, <laughs> how fun would that be? It's like I was talking to Drew Barrymore, and she was on one of these dating apps, and she's telling uh -huh. me. She shows up at this guy's house in her pajamas for a date. I'm like, that is, it's like, it's like getting a deliver, get a, get a Hollywood star at your house for a potential Howard, uh, yeah, sex. Sure, uh, find that. Howard, exactly. I make your next, I know how we can make, make your next $10 billion door dash with Howie. People will go crazy with that. <laughs> Are you kidding? Imagine Bubba shows up. You're like, you know, Bubba's a big star in Tampa. He's well, running around there. saying the other day that, you know, d you know, the radio business is really beginning to suck. It's we horrible. can get all the famous DJs and have a whole fleet of yeah, get DJ like a, delivery. Yeah, but you gotta have, but you gotta have Howard as the main guy. Like if Howard, if I mean, nobody's gonna want you know man cow to drop off their veg. They want Howard <laughs> first. <laughs> yeah, you want someone you can trust, Bubba. I mean, I don't what? Want somebody, I mean, you know, man cow is gonna ass up my food. Howard Stern's gonna be very germaphobe about it. It's gonna be sealed. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Bubba, tell me something. When you, uh, for real, when you would, I don't know if it's stick or not, but I'm assuming you're telling me the truth, that you were actually doing DoorDash to make some extra money. W would people freak out when they saw you? Because, I mean, you're well known in that area. And and when you would drop off the food, would people tip you or would they assume, hey, he's a big radio guy. It's a bit. I don't need to tip him. What 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 would go no, on? They didn't, they, I had a mask on. They didn't know who I was. I was pulling up in an oh. 06 ex-cop car, Crown Vic, so... You know, no, I didn't get recognized or nothing. I mean, I'm not six seven either, though, like you, Howard. I'm just a short, right. portly little guy. There's a million of me in Tampa, you know? <laughs> hey, Bubba, do me a favor. Hold on a second. Bubba, hold on a second because I want you to right, speak right. to Bubba. I want you to speak to Bubba impersonator. Hold on. Let me get the door. Yeah, perfect. Bubba's speaking uh, to Bubba. 
Here. Hey, Howard. Hey, Bubba. You forgot that uh, when we're doing the DoorDash deal, we got Nedley Mandingo out there. And when we do the tip, uh, Nedley Mandingo comes. Hey, Ned. Hey, Ned. When we do the DoorDash deal, what do you say? Yeah, I'll suck your donny for the tip. <laughs> What do you think of that, Bubba? Well, it was all right. I mean, you know, some people can't be emulated. Like, I don't have a Howard Stern impersonator because you can't be impersonated in the greatest of all time. Howard, I will, did I tell you that I would almost pay to be on the trucking channel? I need to get on that trucking channel. I could be the Howard Stern of that trucking channel. I'll do barter. I'll do whatever they need. I'll rent a channel. That, what, that is political the hey, Howard, I'll do the political deal. I'll, I'll do the lithium deal. I'll do all the deals. Hey, hey, Bubba, do you have your Rattler? You want to do the dueling Rattler deal? Oh, yeah. I got my Rattler. got the big deal. got the big <laughs> Bubba, that's the... Actually, because of the Rattler, Bubba missed the show yesterday. Howard, you don't understand. I got so pilled up on Sunday night, I actually missed yesterday's show. And I, I, I'm like you when it comes. When I'm like you when it comes to missing a show. Like I don't miss shows, and I took too many pills Sunday night, and 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 uh, almost OD'd. What did you take? Yeah, what the hell were you taking? Yesterday. What well, did you take, I, Bubba? My, my my standard, you know, sleep deal, but it it just didn't kick in. And then at 11 o'clock, I wasn't asleep. And, you know, you guys know doing mornings as long as we have that, you know, it's just a big proverbial, like, sour. Like, you just start freaking out the later it gets. Yeah. And you start getting in your head. And I got in my head. I took more pills. And then next thing you know, it's like, you know, 5 o'clock. And, I've oh, I just, I, yeah. I tell you, I've the, spoken uh, to Bubba. deal, too. We had the uh, Cialis. Oh, hold on one second, Howard. Hey, here's your double cheeseburger deal. Yeah. Uh, the extra side of fries deal. <laughs> All right, listen. I've ta- I've, hey, can I get a puppet? Howard, can you get me a puppet? If you get me a yeah. puppet, then I finally made it like Alex Jones, please. Yeah, we're going to get you a puppet. But but seriously, I've said to Bubba, you got to get off the, um, he takes that, what's that sleeping pill Ambien. called? Ambien. Ambien. He's yeah. so into that. I'm telling yeah. you, that's he the devil's that. work. You you know what, it Bubba? Is. It is. I'm, I'm saying work, this. Really. It's the devil's work. It gives you a headache. And you know what? So if you can't sleep, I tell this to people all the time because I used to take Ambien. My mother gave me good advice. She said, just don't take anything. Lay there. If you're just laying there with your eyes closed, you're getting rest. Your body's getting rest, you know, and you'll eventually fall asleep. If you don't fall asleep one night, you'll fall asleep the next night. That's the attitude you got to have. You got to get off those pills. Yeah, but those are, that's not my attitude. My attitude is I need to go to sleep now like a rhino so I can get up and start this circus back again. If Bubba stopped the pills, he wouldn't sleep for a week. Yeah, I've got to be, I got to get, I'm like a circus clown. I'm in here, you know, just like a circus clown, just an old sad circus clown living down by the river, you know, you know, whatever, all of it. Poor Bubba, I mean. Calling to Howard, begging for a job. Hey, I'm telling you, Howard, I really kick ass on Hits 1. I used to be a radio a DJ back in the day. I could walk up with the best of them, please. Hey, hey Bubba, you remember the, the uh, Rock and Bubba Clem deal? Hey, WPRFM, we had the uh, Terry Hardy Rock and Bubba Clem deal. Hey, Bubba, you remember that, Bubba? <laughs> I love that guy. I don't know who the hell he is, but I love him. <laughs> Maybe the next time I get too peeled up, he can just do my show for me. <laughs> Bubba impersonator. You could do the Bubba show for him. Do the whole uh, Bubba show deal. Get the Bubba show deal. Hey, hey, Bubba, do you remember our rap song, 40s and Blunts? We got to sing. We got to do 40s and Blunts on the show. I mean, 40s and Blunts make my world go round. So I'm taking a microphone and going down. I put the microphone and put it in my fist. Cause I reach my nothing but a dirty. Come on, Bubba, you remember that deal? How many pills are you taking Howard, tonight, Bubba? Yeah. How, how, 
I mean, Howard, between you only like two radio guys in the world, me and Kid Chris. So put us on now, Howard, please. I oh, know, Howard, please. I know. Handfuls of pills. Handfuls. Bubba. I mean, Howard, this is your last. This is your last contract. Throw your boys a bone. Come on, buddy. You know, I I always tell him I had I cannot convince people around here to hire him. I would love to have Bubba back on these channels yeah. or on the. You know, but but he he's the character. He doesn't believe me. I tell him. And I said, you got to, first of all, you know, Bubba, I always said to you, don't uh, start in with the management here. You know, you, you, he's, know, he's too, know. He's too wild. Crazy. He's too, so he's a free spirit, uh, the real Bubba. You know what I mean? He, he, yeah, he's I mean, only been able to you, work for himself. Whoever thought that you have a guy that's more free spirited than Howard Stern, but I yeah. am. And I'm Bubba. blackballed. I'm blackballed forever. Yeah, Bubba's, uh, Bubba's, you know, Bubba's a free spirit. You can't, you can't tame this guy. He's, uh, he, you can't harness. Kind of way to say it. <laughs> he takes so many pills at night, Howard, that he has to take pills in the morning to wake up. Now that's He's scary. Elvis now. No, He's Howard. Elvis. Don't tell Howard. Howard's going to go with that now. Oh, oh, oh man. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you're talking. Go with that now. B- Bubba Hendrix, for God's sake, he's turning into well, uh, Elvis. Jimmy used Hendrix. to do that. Remember, Elvis had all his prescription pills, and that's why I yeah. didn't think he was addicted. Yeah, uh, Bubba, you I'm know, addicted, all right. Remember, Elvis, he banged his head on the toilet uh, bowl because he took so many pills. You, you, you got to be off, careful. You haven't seen me. You haven't. Hey, Howard, you haven't seen me in a while. I'm really shaping up, man. I'm looking pretty. I, I kind of look like uh, um, George Clooney's fat younger brother. Yeah, he looks good. What do you weigh? Go gray nat- uh, uh, th- I weigh three hundred one today. Oh, all right. So my you lost some weight. Hair's, my hair is naturally gray. I'm not dying it anymore. I got a little goatee. I'm looking hot as hell. Like Robin would want me more than ever now. I'm just <laughs> that would be a power couple. That would be a power so couple. Listen, Howard, if I went and gave it to Robin, good. I'm talking about squirting in the whole nine yards. Oh. You think I could get hired back, maybe? <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> if first you could of do all, that, they'd have to hire you. As, as Robin's pool boy. Yeah. Hey, I'll be Robin's pool boy. Can you imagine how much Robin's pool boy makes? I bet you that bitch more than you. Probably <laughs> 225 a year. <laughs> Keeping them hey, Robin, Robin, how about we do the uh, shock the puss deal? How about I shock the puss deal? All right. <laughs> Come on, Howard. <laughs> I mean, Howard, people love this stuff. Hire me back, please, Dr. Jennifer Witz. All right, first of all, you got to clean up. If Jennifer Witz gets wind that you're missing work because of your drug problem, that's, that's going to be curt- one yeah. time, Howard. <laughs> all right. You guys, now, Howard, way, to go, way to go now, give uh, him Howard. Tell him, Howard, I got a drug problem, and I really don't. I know how to manage it. That's okay. Anna Fielding yesterday, she did a great job. So anyway. I know. Yeah. Listen, uh, to listen me. Howard, deep down, outside of the shtick, I do know that you've been pulling for me. I just, of course. You know, I just pretty much flamed myself out, and I, you know, I only got myself to blame. Yeah, well, listen, uh, you know, I love you. Wait a second. Jennifer Witz is on the phone. Hold on a minute, man. Let me let and Bubba try to act normal. All right, don't talk about drugs now. Hold on. Okay, thanks, Howard. Hi, Jennifer. What's up? Bubba's hired. You hear me? I'm loving it. You love Bubba? Yeah, he's hired to deliver my coffee, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, get on Jim Myers or Greenstein on the deal. Come on. <laughs> you know, I should have striked when Jim Myers. Hey, screw you, Jennifer. I, Jim Myers is an Indiana boy, and he wouldn't even hire me. So I don't. Yeah, you're he's not, a damn Hoosier. Hey, hey, listen right. to me, Bubba Deal. I said three sugars, and if it's two, I'll fucking know. <laughs> oh, 
want to potty my bitch. <laughs> Man. Uh, hey Jennifer, hey, we do a, a shit hits the fan deal here. I'll, I'll do a demo for you. Here, we're gonna shit into a fan and spray it on someone. Here, come on, Jennifer, you gotta hire Bubba Love Spot. I was going to get more positive feedback on this bit than ever. That should be the data to hire me back. I'm funny, Jennifer. Listen to me. Put your head out of your Listen ass. Less talking, Bubba. Go get my Popeye's chicken, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing. We're laughing. We're all laughing. We're all laughing. It's not about politics or corona. We're all laughing. We're having fun, listen, Jennifer. That's listen, good radio. Listen, Bubba, 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 you're going places. Burger King and McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh god well listen kick in for me fake bubba help me out buddy come on hey come on jennifer you gotta get us on the deal you gotta get us on, get these heat getter marks off of here we got the bubba gone we got the cialis deal we got the liquid ass deal come on jennifer hey listen bubba bubba we're laughing at you <laughs> Uh, this hey, is getting... So am I, bitch. I'm laughing at myself, bitch. I'm the one delivering DoorDash. <laughs> My fries better not be cold, asshole, okay? I gotta go back to work. <laughs> See you later. Right, all right. Jennifer Witt says, uh, Jennifer Witt says her fries better not be cold if she hires you, Bubba. <laughs> Howard, should I send Jennifer a ring next year? I mean, I know you really liked it. It's just a piece I of your coffee it. table. I know. Listen, Bubba, are things, so you're telling me things for real or bad. The radio business is not treating you well. Uh, you're delivering DoorDash, but uh, you're going to pull through this, right? Uh, give me some hope. I, I I come from the finest strain of Indiana white trash. I'm a survivor. If I could be out selling Fords next week, but we're still making a go at it on Twitch and, you know, YouTube and the digital right. deal. So we're still, we're, hey, I'm still paying my bills. I'm still making payroll. I owe the IRS it's, a little bit, but still, we're doing okay. It doesn't. Uh -oh. so in, in other words, in other words, you're scrappy, and you know how to go with the ups and the downs. All right. And yeah, what happened but to all the? You gotta pay the government. You gotta pay. And what you gotta pay? And what happened to the racetrack you own? That's got to be worth a lot of money. It, it is. If, you, if I can find somebody to buy it, I'd be great. But you know, not a lot of people are in the business for dirt tracks right now, buddy. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> Come on, we need we need Howard Every Ray investment Park. of Bubba's was a bad one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought for sure I thought for sure that dirt track was gonna make him a billionaire. I really did. Yeah. Bubba I heard a rumor that I heard a rumor now you, you, you're raising goats also. Do you own goats? Well we do we have we do own two goats at our studio. They're emotional support goats. That's why the city can let us have them. But it also keeps me from having to mow the backyard in the back. Oh, nice. We okay. use them for the uh, the shit fan deal. We uh, pile up their shit <laughs> yeah. and put it in a fan, spray it at our dingo. Hey, Bubba, we're on. Hey, Bubba, we're on regular radio. You're gonna get oh. me throwing off like last hey, time. Dude. Oh, oh, hey, dude. Hey, we're on the WWBMA uh, eight twenty deal on uh, AM out there. Sorry, buddy. Hey, hey no, I, you know, Bubba you know, impersonator. You and I were the. Yeah. You and I were the only two casualties of Dipplegate. You know that, don't you? What do you mean? I mean I was, oh, you talk about in, Janet Jackson? Yeah, you know, uh, yes, I've been doing. Right. I've, I've been doing. Yeah. I've been doing something lately, and, and 
you and I were really the only two people that, that lost our jobs over Nipplegate. I didn't know if you knew that. Well, he's right. Bubba is right. Uh, it, when when that whole Janet Jackson thing happened, the government got so frustrated that they felt like all of society was falling apart that they went after myself, they went after Bubba, they went after, uh, we were the two radio guys who actually, yeah. it was almost like uh, the boomerang effect. Uh, they did something weird and we got smacked in the head. So what was it? Right. Well, they get down Jim on us for the, the damn hog deal after that, and, that, and that's when we got off. We were uh, in talks. We're at the Oscars <laughs> XM deal. Right. You know, Howard. Right. You know, I've been on trial four times. I've I've been on trial four times as a human being. I'm four and zero, oh, but I've been on trial four times. Can you believe that? Not only oh, that, actual- I read that you tested positive for COVID twice. The second time being in July. What about yeah. that? Is there any long-term effect, Bubba? Is there any uh, thing you can tell us about getting COVID twice? No, not really. I don't. I don't. It, it, I got my shot because my mom asked me to. I got the Moderna, and I've had two, so I think I'm fully vaccinated. But nice. um, no, I can't really, you know, speak on. I mean, I'm. It, it, it it's for real, and it took me down. And, and Dr. Diaco, who's my, you know my doctor, and on the show, Dan, say hi to Howard. Good morning, Howard. Hey, Dr. Diaco, how you doing? Good. We talked. We, talk, we spoke a couple times in the past about the uh, vaginal scraping and stuff. You know why? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes, I know. we remember you. Yeah, of course, Ron- we do. I think he did Ronnie's girl's boobs. I think he did Ronnie's girl's boobs. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, yeah. we learned Howard. By, by the thing that we've learned in the last eighteen months is that COVID is less intense if you treat it. Well, that's that's the truth. And what about you, uh, Bub Impersonator? Do you have Dr. Diaco on your show? Well, I had uh, Diaco over here. We started doing a uh, Top Tampa medical care deal with a shock the balls therapy. And it actually got the cough went away. I started shocking the balls, shocking the taint deal. And that was I thought it was a rib. I thought they were clowning me. But joke's on them. I do it to the taint deal. Feels good on the taint deal. And then gets rid of the COVID, Howard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Let's>... <laughs> well, hey, Howard, like, in all seriousness, though, in all seriousness, you are such a great friend, and I always get a birthday card, and you always ask about my son, and out, you know, all this shtick aside, you're a true friend. You've been really good to me, and thank you for, you know, for being such a good friend. Well, same back at you. You're, you're, you're a sweet, thoughtful man. A lot of people don't know that about Bubba. They don't know the he sensitive you a ring. side. He's, you're engaged. He's sim- <laughs> Whatever I am, I'm, 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 I say I do. It was like, I, felt, I wish he'd send me a rose like The Bachelor. But uh, I love Bubba, and, uh, and stop with those sleeping pills, Bubba. Dr. Diaco, don't you think Bubba ought to lay off the sleeping pills? Come on. <laughs> I mean, it's just pill on, pill off. He's got a pill for every occasion and every time yeah. of the day. So he has it down pretty well until he screws up and then it's catastrophic. Yeah, and I only screw up like once or twice a year. So, like, you know, I'm not going to, you know, overdose or anything like that. It's recreational. All right. Finest. No big deal. All right. Anyway, Bubba, Robin, you take nice, care. nice talking to you, Robin. Same, Same here, Bubba. Love you. All right. Love you, too. Later, Bye. guys. Bye, Howard. Thank Bye. you. Thank you, Howard. Bye. That is Bye, Bubba Howard. Hey, we got to go. We're doing the uh, staff burn contest on the show today. We got uh, we're going to cover room and gasoline from the Clem Racing Inc. And then we're going to we're going to get the uh, third degree laceration deal. Bubba the Love Sponge Show. Right, take care. Okay. It was a point where Bubba impersonator was talking to Bubba, and I couldn't tell who was who. So yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. Boy, but, I can't uh, believe that. You know, I don't even want to know what the real deal is. He's really doing DoorDash. Um, Wait, you said I that think, yesterday. I, so. I thought you were joking. No, what happened with him is, you know, 
I don't know what what's going on in regular radio, but I was doing this. That's why I was doing that story yesterday. Things are really bad for a lot of the guys. They're struggling to make a living. There's only you know a few people doing really well, and I don't know. Bubba took a couple of hits. Next thing I know, he's he's literally living in a van. I think uh, delivering DoorDash, and uh, I think he lost his house. Oh. And that uh, and that fucking track he bought. You know, I don't know what's going on. He was riding high for a while, but. You know, oh my he's scrappy. Goodness, he was living like a king. Beth got into bed. I was watching SEAL Team 6. <laughs> because, you know, I like to imagine I'm in the military and I'm a tough guy and I can do special ops. And that's the closest I'll ever come. I'm on, I'm right in there with David Boreanaz and the team and we're over. <laughs> we had we had a we had to clean out crew. a nest. Yeah, we had to clean out a nest of terrorists last night. <laughs> so, uh you know, those guys are tough, at least in the show. I don't know what they're like in real life, and I like watching that. But then when Beth gets in the bed, she doesn't want to watch SEAL Team 6 because I'm very masculine. <laughs> and uh, so I said, let's watch a little Dancing with the Stars. And we both go absolutely fucking berserk, me more than her, with that Amanda Klutz. Again, she was first up last night. She's Howard. dancing. It doesn't what? matter. How could you get that upset? It matters. Something that it matters. Matter. I, my sense of fairness kicks in. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I know it doesn't matter, and I feel silly telling you this, but I got so worked up. Amanda Klutz is was a rocket. I've told you this before. She's a professional dancer. She worked on Broadway, and she's on Dancing with the Stars. And then to humble her last night a little bit. All the judges were tough on her. She was dancing beautifully. Of course she was. She's better than the professionals. She's a professional. So I in order to make it. keep holding her to higher standards and they yeah. don't give her perfect tens. Yeah, time. well, it's all bullshit anyway. They're, they're, I'm telling you. It's all bullshit because then what happens is the rest of the show is ruined. Someone else came out. Um, um, uh, this guy, tall black guy. Who uh, Mom, plays the basketball player? Basketball player. Guy's ripped. You should see this dude's abs. Unbelievable. He got up and danced. And you know, for a tall dude, he didn't dance too bad because he's not a professional dancer. I give him credit for doing that. Yeah. But um, he's shown progress. But he looks like shit next to her because she's a professional <laughs> dancer. She's been training her whole life. It's just like if she played basketball against him. It's yeah, ridiculous. Sucked, right. <laughs> she'd suck. And that Olivia Jade, she was on second, and it makes me fucking crazy. Now, I'm an Olivia Jade fan. I used to watch her before the scandal. I used to watch her makeup tips and her uh, clothing outfit changes and all that stuff. I liked the kid. She was scrappy, like Bubba, and she was putting something together. Well, the scandal hit, and, you know, okay, I say lay low. No, she's on Dancing with the Stars, and like, I don't think people like me. They're not voting for me. She happens to be a good dancer. Little Miss Perfect has, she happens to be a good dancer. I think she's had dance experience. That's how good she is. I would imagine so. But no one in America wants her to win because they're pissed that she cheated to get into college because it's our sense of fairness. And I don't know. I heard, I didn't watch to the end, but uh, I heard uh, they had some kind of screw up with Tyra Banks's microphone and stuff. Uh, no offense to Tyra. I know the woman. But uh, Tom Bergeron gave that show some gravitas. That guy was a good host, radio guy, you know, announcer type. Uh, same with Chris Harrison. 
gravitas. You know, oh, those from, two uh, bachelorette and bachelor. That's yeah. right. That's right, Robin. You know, thank God we're talking about this because these two girls that are on The Bachelor, who took over for Chris Harrison, they gotta, they gotta get rid of those two. <laughs> At one point, what have they done now? <laughs> well, first of all, Tasha puts on a sparkle dress, little mini sparkle dress. She's the host. When she comes out, she looks better than the Bachelorette. And there's a problem. You know, let this girl shine, Michelle. Let her shine. Tasha got to come in. Wearing some great outfit to somebody's wedding. Like you're looking better than the bride. You don't do that. No, that's like, um, I'm on the, let's say they choose Howard Stern as the bachelor and Brad Pitt is the host. (laughs) You think those girls are going to be looking at me? (laughs) This Tasha tries to steal the fucking show every time with the little outfits and the titties. She's got somebody. And I even go, like, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, whoa, look at that outfit. It's not right to do to another woman who's there trying to get men interested in the in the Bachelorette. It's just not good television. And then these two, they're both the host. So it's the part of the show where the men are showing up in the limousines to meet the new Bachelorette. Uh-huh. And these two are, like, hiding in the bushes. Can you imagine? I'm like, wait yeah, a second, Chris you're the fucking host. That. Yeah, why are you hiding in the bushes? They're going, oh, look, look, he's wearing a tomato on his head. I'm like, why are you hiding in the bushes? You're the fucking host. They're so blame. And they did something this season that I think is criminal. I mean, literally criminal. What did they do? These two women went up to a guy and said to him, we heard, I don't know how they heard this, we heard... You made a list. No, they didn't even say that. They said to the audience, we heard this guy, one of the guys made a list of things he has to do to win The Bachelor. You know, which is like a no-no and, you know, it's lame. You look stupid doing it. Right, right. They go up to the guy and they said, "Um, do you mind if we look around your room? They kicked him out of his room and they searched his room. Now, can you imagine if it was the women and Chris Harrison had gone around and started opening up the women's suitcases and looking through their suitcases and looking at their underwear and their lingerie and looking for secret shit and doing a full search of the room. Somehow they didn't find any underwear. That was surprising. Yeah, well, (laughs) it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You know. Why didn't you call the authorities and report them? <laughs> I wanted. I want to make a citizen's arrest. I really did. I really was like, you know, I think that should be illegal. You're searching for this poor dude's room and you're well, embarrassing him? Well, they did him? tell him they were going to search his room. And he yeah, said, okay, well, I'm leaving you to it. Yeah, well, if you say no, you look like you're hiding something, you know. <laughs> uh, I didn't like it. I don't like it. And and it just feels like no one's in charge. Tasha and 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 and, and Caitlin, they they're too friendly with Michelle. It's not like the it's like no one's in charge. It's, the show used to have gravitas with Chris Harrison. He had like a oh some he's the adult in charge. I, I'm gravitas. just pointing these things out. No gravitas, gravitas, no gravitas. gravitas. Well, they have announced a new host for The Bachelor. Maybe that guy will get mm. the franchise, and he'll be the new Chris we'll Harrison. See. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, I go crazy from all these shows.
But the one that gets me the most is the woman who is the professional dancer competing. But, it's you like, know, it's, she's getting America's sympathy vote because she lost her husband. Hey, I feel for her. She lost her husband to COVID. I, 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 I'm not taking, but listen, we got a competition here. You can't bring, it's like if, um, they put Tom Brady in an amateur football game, in a high school football game, and they said, hey, Tom's going to compete. And you'd be like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Tom Brady's going to play? Yeah. He's playing for Southside High School. Okay. Give me a break. Let's go to Brian. Brian, you're on the air. Good morning. Brian's in uh, Florida. Hey, Brian. Again, this isn't the worst oh, injustice I... that is happening in the well, world, Howard. No, but Good it's morning. something well, that I'm... Good morning. Welcome to y'all. I was just, I was just falling yeah. back asleep. Uh, hey, I'm a, uh, a law enforcement officer in, uh, in Florida. Worked, uh, worked overnight, uh, formerly from the Baltimore area. Uh, my concern is uh, the new COVID uh, mandate in some of these uh, more liberal jurisdictions. Uh, you know, just uh, it makes me a little concerned why these officers want to put other officers in the cities at risk uh, by not taking the COVID vaccine. I took the COVID vaccine. Uh, you know, I think if you're a city man, a city worker, uh, just go ahead and get the damn vaccine and, and, well. and stop putting other people at risk. Well, well you. Brian, you, you, you're making a lot of sense. First of all, when you agree to be a police officer, fireman, uh, sanitation worker, anybody who works for the uh, city. Even a nurse or a doctor. That's right. You, you, are, you are basically a better person than most. You're the person who's willing to run toward gunfire rather than away from it because you're willing to protect the flock, you know. Cops are some of the bravest people in the world, and cops are held to a high standard. They're there to protect and serve. And uh, if you're going to protect, the first thing you got to do is get yourself vaccinated because elderly people are high risk. Now young people are getting it, and you're you're dealing with the public. And this whole notion that, uh, like somebody yesterday was saying how experimental it is, and then Robin said, well, you know, the polio, polio vaccine was experimental if you want to put it under the same microscope. But we know it's been tested. There's this new attitude. We're all individuals. We're not here as a society. We live in America, and there are certain things we have to agree to do together. That's just the way it's going to be. Unless you want to go live on another planet by yourself and set all the rules, we got an epidemic going here. We got a pandemic, and we got to clean it up, and we have a way to do it because medical science is so great. And when so, I was police officers. To the police officers yesterday who were saying, you know, they and the firemen who were saying they don't want to take the vaccine. I said, well, what about the people you're going to quote unquote protect? That's you right. Know, if I have to call a police officer, do I now take my life into my hands because he's not vaccinated and he may infect me and I need his help? Well, that's the thing. So oh. they're going to be mandates and they're going to have to do it. You're going to want to be a police officer. You got to take the vaccine. And if you don't want to do it, then you got to leave. You got to be fired. And I hate to say that. That's, that's exactly it. what I said to uh my coworker, I said, you know, you sign up for the city job, and and unfortunately, you, you just you just got to do it. You know, they put us in vans to go to protests and things like that. You know, especially when I was up north, and uh, uh, you know, being around other officers, you, you know, it just it just has to be done if you want the job. 
It's just absolutely goes with the job and absolutely. And as Robin done. pointed out, in the military, you, they t- they give you an order: you go take this vaccine, that vaccine. You some days they give you four shots. You don't know what the hell you're getting. That's it. That's the gig. And um, listen, enough now, nonsense. This country needs a vaccine mandate. We did it with all the other horrible diseases we got rid of. I mean, kids all got mandate. I went to school. You couldn't set foot in a school unless you were vaccinated. That's it. It's enough already. Enough with the nonsense. Who are you going to follow? Doctors or Ted Nugent? It's enough of that. Thank you, Brian. Howard, Bob, Bob Bowie to y'all. I love you. I love you. Bob and thank you for being a police officer. I appreciate your work. Uh, King of All Blacks, what's up? Man, hey, that guy bubbled the low sports. What happened to him? Wasn't he successful? (laughs) He's well, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, let's. What did he do with his money? What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Well, you know, listen, I don't get into Bubba's finances, but Bubba did make a lot of money. I think you know. There were a couple of lawsuits there, uh, divorce. Yeah, I remember was... listening to him. I remember listening to him on your show. Yeah, That's I know. He was, he was well, he didn't. He had like a. He had a, a. He built this mansion in Florida. It was gorgeous. Um, I went to his wedding. He had a. He had yeah, a big wedding. You... I mean, don't ask. But you are smart. You ain't nobody smarter than you. What what did, what happened to him? Like what did he do? Was it drugs or? No, no, he's not a drug guy. He just he probably spent a little too much money. You know, he was building studios, and I don't know. I mean, look, I don't, I don't Race get into cars that. Cars and tracks, yeah, all kinds of things. I wouldn't buy a track. You want to go race a car? I would, I would go over and pay a few bucks and, and race on the car for, with the car for an hour or two. I, I don't know why he needed that. Um, but um, hey, you know, listen. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Yeah, but let me ask you a question. If you was, if you, if you. Why would he drive an Uber? Like, don't he care about how he looks? At the, like, what the fuck? Well, he's got, a, he's got family. He's got guys who work for him, and he feels a sense of... There's no shame in him driving an Uber That's if right. he needs it's a money. legal job. Look, you no, know, what's no he going to do? He needs money. He needs money. Yeah, but it's no shame of him driving it if he was a regular person. But if he was some big, a, a big radio guy, and he can't drive a Uber. <laughs> well, what's he going to do? I mean, no. If I, listen, I'm a radio guy. What am I qualified to do except radio? I can't figure out anything. <laughs> I'd be in big trouble. I mean, oh, I got no other skills. Are you kidding? Yeah, you, you, you got skills just saying that, that you don't have skills. Yeah, you know what I'm poor saying? You got more skills than anybody. So, poor so, Bubba. I mean, uh, there's, a, there's a garbage man on the phone laughing at uh, yeah, Bubba. Yeah, passing like judgment on him. Yeah, right. Look, he wasn't. I can go get a petite Philippe if I wanted to. You know I know so? you I could. Think I could get something. Yeah, but then I, you know what I'm saying? I ain't no dummy. I happen to know that the uh, king just got his uh, porcelain veneers, got a tooth fix. He spent $7,000 on those porcelain veneers. I mean, you know, he... uh, he, The doctors was Asian, and the doctors were Asian. They are so... 
some of the best dentists I've ever seen. I've ever seen. They don't smile. They don't do that. You know that talking, that old fake talk. They just like they just get in your mouth, and they go beautiful, beautiful. That's it. Right. All you right. Good impression. Me 10, and All let right, me ask you a question, you. Howard. <laughs> you asked it. Yeah. Listen, one more thing. Yo, listen. My daughter wrote the greatest ballad that will make you cry. It made right. me cry so much I couldn't drive my car. His daughter is a good singer. All right, let me hear it. It's called Breathe. They have it. It's All called right, Breathe. I'll... Anybody want to play Breathe for me real quick? <laughs> I mean, this kid is amazing. And I don't say you that. You sure like... she's yours? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> All right, here is the king's daughter singing a song called Breathe. This is uh, King of All Black's daughter. I'll play a little of it. You want me to talk it up or just, uh, you know, WNBC, King of All Black's. You know, you're a funny guy. You tell me to listen to your daughter, and I hear you. You can't even keep quiet during all the way through it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on it. I mean, listen. Are you such a narcissist that you you can't even stand that your own daughter is getting a little attention? Quiet out. Let me hear. I can't uh, vibe Yeah, because I was like, I can't hear her. He's talking. <laughs> By the way, just so you know, I know you. King is King is no longer serving as his daughter's manager, which uh, I Thank advised him. God. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, realized. Yeah. He she was, told me like she, she. She told me don't like. She said, "I love you. I love you. You know, but like you know, you like you're an asshole. Like, like I don't know. It was like she said you're not <laughs> professional. That's what she said." Right, you don't you you turn people off. A, a manager has to turn people on and get people in her corner. If you're going to be yeah, yeah. Uh, mouthing off and uh, carrying on like a lunatic, making demands, I mean, yeah, you're you're yeah. out of line. You know, I don't I don't mean to insult you. I don't mean to insult you, but you repulse people, and uh, your daughter doesn't need that. Let me now. Let me hear this. Coming back far as I can see. I like that. That's nice. How do you survive those nights? How do you stand strong and find you? I think she's got talent. She got, she's definitely got yeah, talent. Right there. Yeah. Right there, Howard. Let her go. Let her go right there. Okay. Oh, you mean Here that's the part that makes you cry? Okay. Here we go. Here comes the prime. Give me a tissue. Just
That shit crazy. That shit is crazy. <laughs> Yo, that shit make me like I like I feel like I'm gonna die. Like it's like you die. Like like it's like I can't describe it. I can't. It's like somebody on their deathbed. It, well, it, she's telling you to hold on. Like I was like, where did you? She said when you had cancer and, and like and then she said it, but but like it, it was it, like I was like. It's crazy. It really well, is crazy. Anyway, uh, listen. I like this song. It's good. Uh, I'd like to hear maybe even if I can. I'm not a musician, so take this with a grain of salt. I'd like to hear Robin uh, harmonizing with her a little bit because I think it would improve the song. <laughs> hey, listen, this is what I'm talking right here in this part. Just a, a couple of runs from Robin. That sound gets me crying. Just now I'm crying. See how the voices blend like Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Like the female Lennon and McCartney. Robin. <laughs> Robin's you can't have Robin she's with me King is the kind of guy who will uh, you know if that daughter ever does hit it and has some uh -oh. financial success that he will start he'll, he's going to be like Britney Spears dad he's going to figure out how to have a conservatorship and yeah, you know, he'll be like Beyonce's dad. She had to eventually just throw him out. <laughs> Who's that? Beyonce. Beyonce, right. He was the one right. who put the whole group together. And then when yeah. she wanted to have her own career, he was still mouthing off. And she said, Pop, Is that right? go away. Yeah, Beyonce <laughs> said she sat her father like, like with King and said, uh, listen. That's right. Yeah, I I got a career here. You you got to you got to back off. You're not. <laughs> right. I'm me and you're you and that's it. That's right. She thinks, I already, she thinks I'm funny. She thinks I already heard the king's daughter already promised him a car. Oh. You know, as soon yeah. as she makes Yo. it. Yeah. Yo. And you wonder what happened to Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, can, I, would, I wouldn't buy it unless I could. Like, he, he Eric, you're on the air. Eric is on with uh, King of All Blacks. He has something he wants to say. Go ahead, Eric. Howard, uh, the first time. Fuck King of All Blacks passing judgment on anybody that wants to put bread on their table to pay bills. Man, fuck you, fucker. I do. You're right. Fuck you. Who do you think you're talking to? Who the fuck you think some you're talking to? Hey, hey, I'm talking to some dumbass who's gotten his money handed to him. And you gotta hold up. Yeah, shut up and shut up a minute. Jesus, let me get my point out, then I'll listen. Well, to you. King, let him say what he wants to say. Uh, what is? Do I? Is he going to shut up? Christ. I I think uh, so. King, I, I've listened to the show for twenty five years, and every time you call in, it's King. But the fact of the matter is that you're going to shame a guy because of what your opinion of him is for putting money on the table. 
Screw you, dude. Okay. Everybody okay. that listens, uh, uh, give me one second. Give me one second. Everybody that listens to, to Howard for years is a blue collar worker, except your dumbass. And now, yeah, you you think so? You think so? Some of us, some of us out here got property, motherfucker. Fuck is you talking about? <laughs> well, what he I'm is saying, King. I'm talking about hey. King. What Eric is saying is when you put down Bubba for having to drive uh, Uber or a food delivery car, you sound a bit arrogant. You were handed a lot in life. Yes, you worked as a sanitation worker, but also your parents put a lot of food on your table and left you a lot yes. of money. So yes. Not everybody has that. I'm not shaming Bubba. I'm simply yes, saying... Don't you think it's only reason that only reason why he got Bubba got something in common with you is because he on your level now. If he had money, he wouldn't be calling Howard begging for nothing. He would think he was better than Howard. But 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 when no, motherfuckers no. like that, when you, hold on, let me talk for a second. All right, well, when, look. When people, <laughs> King, he, King. He, I don't know that King is making much sense. Well, what King is trying is that he's saying, gee, Bubba had a lot of money. What did he do with all the money? It's, uh, it's a well, shame. But right now he's saying right. Bubba thinks so much of himself he wouldn't be even on the phone with you. We've always talked to Bubba during the good times and the bad. When Bubba had a lot of money, he talked to me too, and it was a very nice relationship. All right, King, you've made your point kind of. Eric, you made your point. Thank you. Uh, Joe wants to say one last word here. Here is Joe in North Carolina. Go ahead, Joe. You have the floor. Let me just say one more thing, too, please. Oh, God. And you can't hang up on hey, him. King. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Howard. King, King uh, you missed him there. He said he felt like he was going to die when his daughter's song was playing. Can you please play the whole thing? <laughs> you want him? Sorry, that was <laughs> Out. You mean you want me? You want me to that kill the king cool. with music? <laughs> wow! That was a good one, but unfortunately, that's all you got. You spit your load. You don't got nothing else funny to say. Now say something. Uh, Mike, you're on the air in Ohio. Mike. Hey, hi. Hey, so listen. I think uh, King's daughter is really talented. So congratulations on that, King. Um, but what we're stepping over here is he may have hey, given us the greatest gift. He may have given us the greatest gift as listeners. I think, Fred, all he has to do is isolate that part where King starts to melt. And any time in the future when you can't get him to shut up, play that piece, he'll shut right the fuck up. All right. Thank you, Mike. Uh, everyone has <laughs> weighing in. Uh, all right, King. You said it all. Thank you. I just want to say one more thing. I really do mean this. Anybody in Virginia, go out and vote. Because I'm telling you, if you don't, if, if this guy Trump can get, I mean, not whatever that guy's name is, if he gets in there, there come Trump with that bullshit again. I don't want, I'm sick of that, that, that clown show. I'm sick of, he's always stolen. He's going to come right in the game again. So don't let him in through Virginia. Don't let him in. And anybody that, that wants to be, a man that's a manager, not no, not no, you know, I'm trying to be a manager that people that manage groups. Because I heard it in the grapevine that what's the name like the way she sound too? That guy that, that handles Justin Bieber. I can't think uh, of his right. name. Thank you, King. All right. So a little plug for his daughter there.
And he needs a manager. Says, He's gotten fired. <laughs> yeah, he got fired. And he, if anyone is interested in managing King of All Blacks' daughter, uh, Charlie, um, she's available for management, and he would like Justin Bieber's manager. I think he's saying Scooter. That. What's Scooter's last name? Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun. Yeah. I think he's, he's looking for him. He's interested in Scooter Braun. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> that was a mouthful, boy. <laughs> uh, I was gonna uh, play this bit of uh, Debbie the Cum Lady and Jeff the Vomit Guy Levy. Is crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. So much to get to. My God. Um, I don't know where to, where, you know, sometimes I think about it. We, we got so much to talk about. I was talking, uh, before about the, uh, some of the elections, the mayor's race. Uh, I was talking about dancing. There's with a the governor's stars. race in New Jersey. Governor's race in New Jersey. It was talking about Benji and the marathon. So much going on. Are you running the marathon, Benji? Uh, I mean, no, walking the marathon? Walking. <laughs> oh, no, but is he even walking in the marathon? I guess is what I'm asking. I, I just want a definitive yes or no. Uh, yeah, what's the, be... You're going to walk it? Mostly walk it. I'll try to run a little bit. Good. All right. Well, there you go. And, uh, and, and, uh, you say it takes you 30 minutes to walk a mile. So you're going to be out there for a while. That's a lot of time. That's, that doesn't seem like you're pushing too hard. I'll tell you that. Well, that, that was like in the dark and through traffic. So I should do better in the actual. Where were you running on the highway? <laughs> uh, pretty much in the city. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, he is such a pain in the ass. I love Benji. You know, he's been with me. I don't even know how many years or too many to count, but. He's always difficult. We said to him, Benji, if you're going to be in the marathon, maybe it'd be a good bit if you wear a mic. They have these little lobs you can wear. Sure. They, you know, they don't get in your way. He goes, yep, okay, I'm up for that. I'd like to wear a lob in the marathon. And then all of a sudden he gets in touch with Jason. I don't know if I'm going to wear a lob. I don't know. You know, you got guys, you know, you got guys pissing in here and doing all kind of crazy things. It became, Jason said, he's so fed up with Benji. He said, it's just ridiculous. How many times have you gone back and forth with Benji on this love deal? Well, it's exhausting. I, I go through an inter intermediary, but um, yeah, no, it's it's a con. Now I have to, I get daily updates. Benji's considering wearing the lob. Benji might not just wear forget the it. And just I, forget that's it. What I say. Jason, I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, don't deal with it. We got so many things going on. Why are, you, why are you killing yourself? I know you want it to happen. It might be good. By the way, uh, can I respond? You, just or? give up. Because I yeah, fall you can respond. the trap every... Oh, sorry. You know what I'm saying? I know. It, it, you go down... As soon as he agrees to something, two seconds later he disagrees, and now you're involved in his world. Well, yep. that's, that's I know. not how it happened at all. How did I, it happen? Okay. I was discussing with someone about um, what equipment we should we should use if we can cover anything. And they suggested different things. And, I, and uh, they said, can you use this? I said, how about, is it cool if I try it out? And if it works okay, we'll do it. No, no. That's, that's it's, not it, true? It, it's, it's a tiny little lob. We said, would you wear the mic? 
You said yes, so we sent you the lob. Then no, no, became, no. Hold on Jason, a second, Benji. Let me, re- let but, me respond. But, but that's not true. Okay. Well, wait, 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 did, you ever, did you ever talk to me about this? No, I just said. I, this was all through an intermediary. But okay, I, so I, I get who I okay, talk to so, every okay, Benji, fine. So, you want to devolve this down into nothing. You could devolve would, it down into no, nothing. No, no, because it's we bullshit. We sent you a microphone. No, but that's not true. That's not true, Jason. I say forget it. So I say drop it, take the mic back, we'll get, we'll, we have no shortage of bits we can come up with. Good. That's, that's not, what I'm saying. That's, to not, my that's not what happened. We are not covering Benji at the marathon. Right. Honestly, I don't care anymore. Right. I thought it might be cute. They came to me and said, you want love, Benji? Obviously. Uh, no, no. All right. It's I okay. Love, you don't have to. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's not what happened. All right. You guys Let are move completely lying. No, why? But you are completely lying. Go ahead. Explain it quickly, because I'm annoyed already. Okay. So, it, I, we, we discussed if I could wear a lob. I said, is it cool if I try it out? And if it works, okay, <laughs> I'll do it. I would love to okay. be covered in the marathon. All right, so what happened? And well, what I said to was, what happened after that. So what happened? You've had, right, so we why gotta, how, we why get can that. I get a definitive answer of whether or not you're going to do it? The last report I got is you're going to make the decision day of. That, and I'm just yeah. like, forget it. I don't have time to... But like, I was never what told... Okay. Benji, you agreed to do it. You said yes. I have the notes of you saying yes to do it. This is just like when we bring, did the penis bring on bit. the intermediary. He, he'll tell you. I never. We, we said. He said. I said it's okay. Benji, will you wear a mic? Will you wear a mic at the race? Do you want to wear ask? a mic or not? Where you Let, wear a mic? Benji, Benji, you're not. You're, you're missing the point. Here's the problem with you. I'm going to try and explain it to you once again, and I've been trying to explain the problem with you for years. Okay, you're right. We say to you, we'll send you the mic. You try it out. You tried it out. Do you like it or not? You're going to do it or not? Why do you have to be, I don't know. I'm going to decide that day. I can't figure it out. I, I, just give the guy a fucking answer. That's it. We, we are working so hard 24-7 trying to put shit together for this show. But you're making to, up shit about yes me no. that I made a problem yes, about. Make it a, you, it's a problem. I have a meeting what's every your day answer? about this now. Why, why would your I, answer be different the day of the race than the day before the race? Well, no, no, no. What I said was... it. <laughs> When I run, it, it sometimes falls off, but I'll do my best. That's why I said yes or no. Yes or no. You want to wear the mic or not? Yes or no. You tried I, it I, out. Yes I, or no. Absolutely, I want to wear it. Oh, so you're so going wearing to wear the mic. Great. Let's just to be but the last what I asked conversation was, Okay. Like I, I have a, I have a Bluetooth mic <laughs> that goes to yeah. my phone. And I said, would that be just as well? Because then that's headphones and it's Well, let us hear the quality. What, what are you asking questions for? Let us hear the quality. Put the Bluetooth on and record the quality, and we'll see which is better. And what do you care? Just wear the fucking lob the way the guy set it up. Uh, okay, the reason I care because it has mm. its wires going across your body, and it flops around, and it'll, it'll lower oh, my time. All right. All right, so try your new thing. This is the first we're hearing of the Bluetooth, by the way. That's this not is the true. First, Jason, that's what I'm being I never, told, Benji. Okay, I believe no, my no, guy over bullsh- you. No, no, no. That's bullshit. Right, I'm going to ask I'm the help fucking you. guy now, Jason. That's I'm going to help you. You're fucking I'm gonna lying. Help you. I'm going to help you. You're absolutely fucking lying. <laughs> I'm going to help or you. Or he is. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you, Benji. Let me help you. Jason, Benji and I don't want to do it. It's over. Okay. We don't want to do it. We have a hundred other things to do. Benji doesn't want to, and I don't want to. Benji's Thank not you. clear whether he which the device, and we don't want to waste. No, no, no! Time. I'm a hundred percent clear, um, Howard. You're making up have, shit about me. You're making up shit about me to make a big story. Have, we should have. It's actually we not. Tried fun. Tried the, fucking we should have tried the, the fuck out of me. We should have tried the Bluetooth already. What do you? I said for? that from the fucking beginning. 
So Trump is the very fucking w- intermediary. Who's waiting? Like, well, who is this intermediary? <laughs> who's waiting? Who's, who's waiting for all intermediary? Of what? I don't think it's that important. That's what I'm. I don't either. You. But you're lying <laughs> about it. Okay. And Jason I is take too. it back. I'm lying. Jason's lying. You I'm are lying. The truth. It's fine. No, 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 admit no, we're no. Lying. So you're making a joke of of, of it. Jason, <laughs> no, no. All I'm saying is it always turns into an aggravating situation. It's never simple oh, with you. That's all I'm saying. That's it. This and you can't argue that. You can't the argue that. What, what can I? Wait, wait, wait. What can no. I argue? Howard? Everything ends up into a yelling match or a difficulty. <laughs> or it's just not Believe easy. Believe me, Howard. If people were telling lies about you and saying, "Oh, Howard's so difficult because of this," and they were absolute lies. It would, it would pay well, off. How come this hasn't yeah, been resolved? There, you're no problem. Who's the problem? Who you know is the Howard? problem? Who's the problem? Why don't you just try your Bluetooth, see if it works? I've said that from the fucking beginning, and we so did do try it. it. What are you waiting for? Where's, where's the audio? I didn't hear the audio test of that. We've used it. Ask the intermediary. All right. I'll find out. Well, here's, why, here's wait, wait. wait. Ask the intermediary, Jason. Oh, no, I, I, look, I am asking the intermediary. The intermediary says we absolutely never did it. We never tested the ask, we, This is the first I'm hearing We zoomed it. with it two days ago. Oh, ben, ask him. Let me ask you. Let me no, you not Zoom. Said, you got to go out and walk with it. What do you think outdoors. Zoom is? It's audio. No, no, no. Okay, he don't understand. You don't even he need. To, he doesn't get it. It's okay. Don't no, no, no. What? It's okay, easier. Okay. So, Benji, I don't want to. Here's what you don't understand. All they want to do is have you record yeah. your comings and goings. I want to do that. No, you, I, right. I, I, I 100% you, want to do that. So if you want to do it, just do it with a smile. Get it. Wear whatever the fuck they need you to wear and and be done with it. And if you like your Bluetooth better, try it out in the way. they're not. We're not going to be Zooming with you during your run. We well, just that's wanna, not. Okay, okay. Just so get a you, recording of that's, that's not you know, true. But, but I'm saying we it's were t- not even I that good. I was told we were going to zoom during you. the run. Is that not it. true, Howard? Just no, Howard. I'm not in on this discussion. I just know it's getting it, into the weeds, and I can see already it's too but, big a hassle. But you're lying about weeds. I'm not so lying about anything. It. Wait, Do you was hear I this not told we were going to zoom? Was I not told I was going to zoom during the run? I don't know what you're going to do, but it's getting too heated. I don't need it. I don't need the, the you being in the... I don't even know that it's going to be that interesting, honestly, you being I, in the I marathon. I agree with you. Who knows? Right, so it's let's forget it. Might... Let's just... We'll come up with something better for you to do at some point. We'll find something better for you. I just don't Let like... Let us think what, about you, and we'll come like up with what, a bit. No, no, we'll come this, up with a bit. You don't need to you're, strain yourself. You're, but you're you go have a good li- marathon. You have a good marathon. You're lies about me. No, I'm not lying. I'm yes, saying it's already... It's too aggravating for me. It, if it was I'll, me, I'll, if I was you, this would have been resolved somehow. I would have made it happen. That's it. Easily I just know and quickly. That. <laughs> quickly. It would be, the, all the decisions, all the decisions would be made. It's that not it lying. takes this much time, Benji, is bullshit. Nothing should that's take it. this much time that's so simple. Can I give Sound Richard some credit? Like, like a ton of credit. We say, guys, piss in the bucket. They say yes. We say, use this mic, put it here so we can hear the bucket. They say, okay, no problem. It takes 10 seconds with those guys. They are a pleasure to work with. This, this is just exhausting. I think what's happening is we're getting into the weeds about right. getting into the weeds. Now we're arguing <laughs> whether we're in the weeds or not. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? All, we don't have an infrastructure yeah. bill. This is how right. Congress is, No, no, no. It, but it's all lies about me. Okay. I was, of course, who's lying I was about asking. what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the very beginning. I said, yeah, I would absolutely love to cover it. I brought okay. it up about covering it. 
Okay. And I said, I think it would be best. What's the problem? Use... What, what's the problem? Okay. So first I was said, I was asked, um, would you wear a camera strap to your body? I said, I'm not sure okay. if that's allowed, if they allow that. Why don't right. we check the rules and I'm happy to try it out and see if, if, if I can uh, like okay. physically, let me Why know do when you do it. I just don't want this, is, this is discussion the audience doesn't want to hear. Yeah. In other right. words, so, I, right. so I just want to say, make a lie. No, not a lie. I said I would have loved for you to go cover the marathon and I wear my, but thing. it's turning into a whole Michigan but, but, no, that no, has no, already no. come to me. And so, I don't want to know about it. That's right. my truth. But you're, you're, so you're, you guys got to work it out. And you're they're saying, Jason's saying it's too and much. And then when I effort. correct it, it's in the weeds. No, you are you right. Corrected Jason anything. is wrong. I we am wrong. We don't know why it hasn't been tested. Yeah. I just know I, it has, it, it hasn't been done. All I know okay. is no one knows if you're wearing up it. The lo- wait, 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 wait. I went. Uh, to I, get- I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Just either get it done or don't. Right. So let me tell a lie about you, then you can't correct it. Or, you know? Good. And then, and then, I'm not saying like, you're lying. As soon as you you're try tell- to correct the lie. I said you're lie, telling the truth. As soon as you try to correct the lie, it's like, oh, we don't need mm. the details. That's weeds. That's boring. Well, Benji, you said, you said you'd wear it. You gave us no issues. And uh, I'm sorry That's for the- bringing anything up I- about this. And thank you. I look forward to the audio you send us after the race. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. And, I like and that. Now, and then Let you us talk hear. in a condescending way to make When is marathon? When is marathon? It's this Sunday, November 6th. Oh, this Sunday. I look forward to hearing it or not hearing it. Either way, I'm going to be happy. Okay. Good luck. And and be careful out there. Make sure you drink a lot of water. That's what I'm saying. I want you to be safe. Holy mackerel. Jesus. H. Christ. This is what it is to be the boff. Very difficult. (laughs) I don't want Benji stressed out before the marathon. He no looks good. I didn't even get a chance to tell him. He he's looks handsome. Good. He's handsome because, again. That's you know, it. he's always carrying on. Right. Maybe that's a lie. Maybe you don't look good. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what he is. I don't. I. I wanted to know what was. I said, "Hey, is Benji going to be running? Is he wearing the mic?" And then it got into yes, no, yes, no. I said, "Forget it. Don't forget. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. I got no time for this. I am so busy. I don't know where the hours go in my day." I cannot get anything done. But uh, but you definitely know when it's important to spend a lot of time on something and not to spend a lot of time on something. Benji doesn't know the difference. I don't like to spend. With Sal and Richard, it's true. I didn't even know they were. (laughs) uh, Next thing I knew, they were peeing in a bucket. That was it. Right. That's it. Benji, go pee in a bucket. I could, I could what kind of bucket? What kind of bucket? And when? And what mic are you using? <laughs> Can't we test it out? Now Benji what happens to be my Bluetooth. Benji happens to be right. When you're in a marathon, you got to make sure you're wearing the right equipment because you know you're out there for a long time. It's twenty six right. it miles. Be irritating, and That's you know right. you don't need things rubbing against you while you're doing all of that. But I don't be need easily tested. I don't need Benji fucking up in the marathon because of some bit. <laughs> I need him out there. I need him strong and getting in there and getting into it. That's it. Somehow other people are wired and mic'd during the marathon, but Benji oh. won't be able to figure it out. It's like the wires done before. The wires he, could rub against my nipples and I would bleed and I couldn't uh, breastfeed my well, dog chicken. 
That's a good point. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Benji. There good luck. Good luck. who run the marathon with a whole bunch of equipment. But I know. It should take me three days to complete the marathon. Yeah. Hydrate, Benji. That's my advice. Thank you. You got to drink water. I told hey, my wife the same thing. Hey, she did the marathon, finished in four hours, and I think it was 15 minutes, something like that, something crazy. Yeah. And uh, we wish Benji hey. luck. Hey. All right. Hey. There Thanks, you go. Man. There you go. Come on. I, no big deal. I wanted to, uh, I was hoping to beat Robin's time initially. Now I'm just hoping to finish. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you're, if you're walking a mile in a half hour, you ain't beating Robin. You're not beating that. There are people in wheelchairs are going to beat you. I, I, well, and I, point. I found, ran half the mar- marathon with a pulled groin. That's why my time was so bad. So you're going to beat an injured. Your time was bad? You yeah. You like five and a half hours. I know, but I could have done better. Five and a half hours. He's he's gonna he's gonna be out there for ten fifteen hours. <laughs> he's gonna be that guy that they're still holding up traffic for. No, but yeah. I found out though that they they actually let traffic through at a certain point. Right, they do. My You're gonna be, be there December. with cars. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to. I'm I'm hoping to beat the traffic. So. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you, Benji. Good luck. All right, everyone. Everyone's gonna be out there cheering Benji on. Hopefully. All right, and thank you, Benji Puppet. Good to see you too. Hey. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it shouldn't have taken as long as that conversation to make these decisions. Holy man. You see what I deal with? This is this is what goes on. I'm telling you, I'm stressed out. I'm stressed out. I, you know, I said to Benji, you're going to run in the marathon on Sunday. How are you going to be at work on Monday? You You might not be done. He <laughs> might be still out there. We better put the finish line in his I, apartment. I'm just, I'm just finishing now. How can I go to work? But that would be funny if he was still out on the road during the show. <laughs> during the show. Hear him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, Melissa in Delaware. Hi, good morning. I, good morning. I, I cannot stand listening to... Benji bitch constantly about what he needs to do for his job. You're the boss, okay? And you say, put the fuck the mic on? Put the mic on, dude. That's your job. I'm going to tell you something. That's your job. I'm going to let you in on a secret. I'm not the boss around here. You hear how everyone talks to me. (laughs) (laughs) I wish him luck on the marathon, but come on, Benji. Just work with the team. Take one for the team, for Christ's sake. I wish you worked for me, Melissa. How, how do I get in touch with you? I'm gonna... Maybe she could be our Benji handler. She seems yeah. to know exactly what to do. I think we got some extra money in the budget. I'm thinking of hiring a guy just to, like a <laughs> like the, those Tiger King guys to handle Benji. Uh, Jason, you're on the air in Alabama. Good morning. Yeah, I mean, give me whatever mic you want to give me and I'll run a marathon. I mean, it's all about the content. It's it's not about the mic. The mic doesn't matter. Oh no! Not for real. <laughs> no, 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 no! Don't say that. No, Benji. Benji says the mic matters. Stop it. Stop it, Jason. You're going to cause trouble. All right. Thank you. Yes, JD, you're on the air. Another JD. Okay, JD in Illinois. Hey, Go now. ahead. Hey now. Hey now, King. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm looking up flights right now to New York. Uh, I'm on my uh, computer here because I'm definitely on my way there, so I can trip Benji during the fucking marathon just to shut him up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's also talking about how he's walking the thing, and then at, he had the balls at one point to say it's going to slow his time down. What fucking plan is he <laughs> Nothing. I mean, that ain't the thing he's to blame. He's worried about his time walking. 
And you want to know what? If I was him, I would wear a, a contraption on my head so that I could blame the thing for my horrible time. I was going to say he should grab that microphone so he has, has an excuse. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Benji, yeah. by the way, let me ask you a question. Did you even register for the marathon? Do you have a number? Do you have to register? Oh, oh seriously. Do you, do you have a registration yeah. number? You're all yeah. registered. Well, they give, I think they give you the actual number this week, but uh, yeah, I'm registered. Because if you're not registered, I'm going to know. Because in the <laughs> in the New York Times, they print out all of the the people who ran and their time. Because the actual, they you, every every single person. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They they yeah. record everyone's time. Yeah. Everyone is recorded. So uh, I'll see your uh, name. Twenty, bu- 20 bucks says he gets injured, and uh, it's an excuse not to work on Monday. <laughs> Believe it or not, it is very hard to get into the marathon. You know, you, you some people they they play a lottery and you, you don't get in, and and they're upset because they train all year. So for Benji to have a um, an actual number, uh, he's very fortunate. But I'll know if he's lying to me because I'll, I'm going to check the New York Times. Wait, you really they, think I'm just making up that I'm registered for the marathon? Sure, I could believe that. I can. I don't see you getting it together to get a number. I, I mean, I could see well, that. that- I've wanted to do it for years because it's like just such an incredible event in New York. And I did. That's what always stopped me in the past is like you have to plan ahead to do it. But this year, I tell you, you people are nuts. I knew a a person who ran the marathon. This guy trained and trained and trained. Day of the marathon, he shows up. It's the same year uh, Beth ran. I go, where's your number? What number? Guy goes, I go, oh, my God. you're not going to be, uh, the, 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 and the wristband they give you, you know, monitors your, your your time. Oh, I don't have a number. I didn't know. Was, I go, how the fuck are you in business? How do you function in life? You trained the whole time. A whole list of instructions about mm. where to show up and how to show up to get all that stuff before you go. So this person ran and then was all upset. They didn't get their medal. They didn't get the time in the New York Times. There was no record of them running. That's two gods. What a dummy. I tell you. And, you know, there are people who have that attitude. They're like, oh, I didn't know. I don't know. They never know. They never know what's going on. Never know. They just show up. Yeah. They just just show up. It's a foot race that everybody can just run in. Yeah. All right. But you say you're registered, right, Bench? I'm registered. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. I don't want a number. I want a leader. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. I don't <laughs> exactly. like my number. I, I don't like excuse my me. number. Excuse me. Do you have a different number? I, this is my unlucky number. <laughs> well, I was. I maybe I can ask Rob in this. I was asking. All right, I got to go. I got to okay. go. I want right, Greta Watch's number. You call Robin off the air. She wants to talk to you. <laughs> she doesn't seem to get to her phone when I call. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, Kristen Stewart. You know why. Robin, pick up. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, J.D. Let Michelle have the last word. I know we got to get to Kristen Stewart. She's standing by. Go ahead, Michelle. Okay. Hey, now. Hey, now. I just wanted to say, uh, hey ask, ask Benji to please wear the mic. I would love to hear everything he's thinking and how he's feeling <laughs> from picking up the bib to crossing the finish line. I would love it. All right. Well, that's what I thought, too. I thought it might be interesting. You never know. So we figured we'd throw a mic on him. But, you know, it's turning into a whole thing. I mean. It's not turning into a whole thing. I'm lying. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Can I tell you? You don't even know if it's turning into a whole thing.
You know what? I don't know. It just sounded about 10 minutes ago like it was turning into World War III with a lot of yelling and screaming, which only happens on this show. Most workplaces, <laughs> I never heard of, I never hear radio shows like this. People yelling and screaming and carrying out at the boss. <laughs> I don't know. I'm You're the boss. You're lying about me. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the tape. That's all. I just know it's a problem. Yeah, you think that you were asking him something of real consequence. Like, can I cut off your toe? Yeah, right. I don't know. Everything's a problem, but maybe not. I might be wrong. Uh, Kristen Stewart is in a brand new movie, and she's getting rave reviews, like, uh, big time. Uh, the movie's called Spencer. It's about Lady Di. And My she's God. still willing to do this show with all these and, accolades? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you if you get the Oscar for this, you won't have to do this show anymore. You realize that. <laughs> you know how lucky you are going to be? Yeah, I mean, I that's kind Kristen. of why I did the movie. Exactly. I knew that was your motivation. <laughs> Good to see you. Good to see you, too. When was the last time you were on? Like, I want to say a year, two years, maybe? I don't know. Maybe three. I don't even know. It's been a while. Yeah, I think just under two. Maybe yeah, a few just years ago. I was, here, I was uh, doing Charlie's Angels stuff. Yeah, you were promoting Charlie's Angels. You walked in like a vision. I was thinking <laughs> about you. You know, I told you this. I mean, I, I don't mean to make it all about appearances, but to be as beautiful as you, I'm talking about physically, it's got to be mind-blowing because I don't know what that's like. I mean, look at me, you know. I mean, gee, how, how bad does my hair look? But I'm saying it, the attention that you get from people, even before you were super famous. I mean, I know you started acting at 12 and you were in the movies. Uh, with Jodie Foster, no less. But when you're that physically beautiful, do you do you sometimes just get so fucking self-conscious? Because people make a fuss every minute, especially dudes. It's got to be a constant, I'm going to go hit on that girl kind of thing. And you start to, it, it, you almost get uncomfortable. Do you, do you know what I'm saying or am, I, or am I off base here? I'm not good looking, so I don't know how that is. But I can't imagine when you go places that people just aren't all over you. Yes or no? I don't know. I think I project uh, a kind of a... <laughs> maybe it's because I grew up with brothers. I'm kind of like one of the boys. I don't know. I, I definitely don't. Um, I don't think I invite it. <laughs> I you don't didn't think get that. A, I don't think I'm very approachable. <laughs> I think maybe I've worked on that a little bit as I've gotten older, tried to warm up a little bit, but kind of tried to project a bit more. But um, also, I've seen your hair look worse. So you're looking, you're looking hot this morning. I'm putting <laughs> yeah, that out thanks. there. Let's circle back no, for that. <laughs> no, I'm very hung up on beauty, especially when it comes to the acting profession. There's only, and I've, I've said this many times, there's only a rare percentage of people, Julia Roberts, you know, name leading women, women who get lead roles. It is look, it's acting talent, it's everything, it's a certain X factor. And I would lay awake at night praying to God if I wanted to be an actress. Give me this look, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Are you, are you overly concerned with your look? Do you have to sit and worry about your face every minute? I mean, that is the money maker, and, and you have that glow. When I was watching Spencer, you're captivating. And, uh, you know, Dude, it's such a nice way mean? to wake up. Oh, you know this. what I'm talking about. 
how 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 concerned are you about your appearance and how concerned are you about uh, you know keep maintaining that look well i've tried to incorporate um a little bit more water into my life as of late and the last few years right. um yeah a bit more sleep which i think is kind of working in in my favor uh yes. but no i mean like like look at look have you ever seen me walk out of my i mean most people who have the internet have um seen me walk out of my house to get coffee and it's uh it's it's not very thoroughly thought out no it's not, well, not high on my priority list but like honestly thank you for saying this i'm I'm not blushing, but I wish I was. I'm wearing too much makeup for you to see me blush. <laughs> Kristen, what is going on with uh, Lady Diana? I mean, it's almost like there there are so many Lady Diana things now coming out. What is it about her? Why are we so taken with Lady Diana? I mean, it's been, I mean, you probably were like two years old when she died. It's like a crown, your movie now. There's been Broadway shows about her. What what is the thing that attracts you to something like this? I mean, I think <clears throat> I, I think because of the environment that she was sort of presented to the world within, um, you know, I, and not to generalize about British people, but the whole stiff upper lip thing is a real thing. There's a chilly, tepid kind of like keep your shit together thing that they've got going on, and she sprawled. I just think um, to be the first person in in that kind of institution reach out and touch people in the face and be somebody who like flushed and was very clearly, even though she wasn't always allowed to be so articulate about it, like broken and like reaching out in this way that was like, I don't know, everyone wanted to reciprocate. She was craving. She just like wanted. And, uh, I don't know. I think also because we lost her sort of so early, there's this fixation on like what what would have what would we have been able to get from this woman if if we had her for longer? I, I also think that there are some people that are just born with this like sparkly, protruding, beautiful, just like incredible, infectious energy, and she was one of those people. And because she was so stifled, I think it it just made people lean in um, really profoundly. And still, yeah, I think you're right. I think when you just said. The reason we're fascinated with her is because she died young. Yes, she definitely yeah. touched the British people. This monarchy, and especially in your movie, it's literally, it's like a vampire movie. I was thinking about, <laughs> the, the, you know, listen, you, you got famous from Twilight, but this movie isn't far from that movie. The, the royal family comes off like a bunch of fucking blood-sucking vampires. And you, and you, your performance is great because I'm watching you go insane. I'm watching the life be sucked out of you by the queen, by Prince Charles, by the monarchy, by the, by, by the stifling nature of it. It's like, it reminded me of like Diary of a Mad Housewife or something where someone's just going slowly insane. And in a way, didn't that remind you of Twilight? The vampires just suck the life out of you. <laughs> yeah, but she Did loves you? it. <laughs> that's well, that's true. Okay, your character loved it, but not everybody loves it. I mean, yeah. do you think do you think that Prince Charles, for example, is as big an asshole as they paint him to be? They did in The Crown. They do in your movie. I mean, the guy's monstrous. I mean, uh, no compassion for his wife. Zero. Yeah, I mean, our movie is so subjective. Like, and and I'm not, you know. 
I'm not trying to like sort of evade like a tough question. I feel so bad for him within the context of our movie. Like, look, I, I don't know Prince Charles. I've, I've never had the pleasure of meeting him. But um, imagine if you do. <laughs> I know. He's gonna, I know. He's going to have something to say. Um, yeah. The thing is, like, it's totally from her perspective. So right. there are moments where he is completely villainized. But I think the conversation that they have over the snooker table about having to have like two versions of you, the one that you send out in public to, you know, sort of do the duties. And then the one that stays home sort of gets to be a more intimate and personal thing. And you have to make your body do things you hate. I think she just is like, dude, I can't perpetuate this lie anymore. I think the real love story is the, is the Camilla Charles thing. Like I, I, I think the, I think the problem is just the systemic, you know, sort of just cyclical, Oppression, And I think that he has tasted that viscerally probably to the point where he has, I don't know, like an ironic awareness of, of um, what she's going through. But kind of like, uh, who knows, within the context of our movie, a sort of lack of feeling and a kind of like um, exhaustion. I think they've just reached the end. They're incompatible. They shouldn't be together, obviously. Like this girl was like kind of poached, like groomed and poached. And then... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of just an unsolvable, immovable object type situation where in retrospect, you look back and go, God, that was clearly not the way to go. You know what I mean? You guys really did this wrong. Yeah. But I feel well, bad for know, everyone involved, like genuinely. Um, yeah. I know. Like I'm thinking, I, you know, I remember those times when, um, he, you know, Lady dies so gorgeous and everything and like the perfect princess, whatever the fairy tale princess is. <laughs> And then I remember it came out that he's in love with Camilla Parker Bowes, who's like this older sort of matronly woman. And he was in the newspaper saying, I want to be your tampon. They had recordings of him saying these kinds of things. And the whole, did you, you remember all that? Rough. It was rough. I, I don't remember it, but I read all about it. Yeah, I was seven yeah. at that time. Right. It was yeah. crazy stuff because we couldn't wrap our heads around it. Lady Di is this, you know. Who wouldn't want to be with Lady Di? And yet this guy really wants to be with Camilla Parker Bowes. Now, could you relate to that as a human being? Have you ever been in a situation where you could not, um, the person you were in love with was not in love with you? I can't imagine you've been in that situation. But that was Lady Di's frustration. She couldn't get this guy to be in love with her. He was in love with Camilla Parker Bowes. Has that ever happened to you personally? Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, like once, but it was brief and it was my, I also think that I was just a little bit delusional at that time. <laughs> I think I was kind of driving myself, uh, crazy, yeah, a bit crazy, um, and shouldn't have been, but really just that once. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think with your life. I, if you, you remind me of my wife. I go, have you ever had trouble getting someone who you were in love with or wanted to date? And she goes, not that I can really remember, honestly. You know, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, how does that happen in life? But the other thing that I compare with you and Lady Diana. So you're like 21 years old and Twilight becomes very successful. And you've described that you couldn't even go anywhere. The paparazzi. um, off, like they're getting $50,000 for a picture of you. If they get a picture of you and Rob Pattinson, $75,000. If they get a video of you, it's $150,000. You're 21 years old. You're the highest paid actress in the world. 
at that point because of Twilight and the deal that you had on Twilight. It's kind of like being Lady Di. It is as close as you're going to get because she was hounded. That You could relate to that, right? And in, in the sense that that woman could not go anywhere in the world. And on some level, it's great because you're being recognized. And on the other hand, it's a fucking curse, right? I mean, it's a terrible torture. So do you bring that into the role of Lady Di? Do you say, yeah, I know what this woman went through? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely understand the, um, the whole like do to keep your curtains closed thing. Like if I keep yeah. my windows open, people are allowed to shoot through them and then publish those photographs within my own home. If you can see them like from the street or whatever the fuck the rule is. Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's weird. I've been asked a lot about, you know, the very clear parallel between our lives having so many lenses in them, so many constant looky loos and, uh, I mean, I guess the difference is that when I make a movie, I really want everyone to go see it. <laughs> and so, right. you know, I'm, I'm not stoked to go get coffee and bring my like trail of fucking cretins with me. And it's embarrassing. And it's like kind of like, uh, I don't know, it just is silly. It kind of, it just sort of sucks the life out of certain moments. But at the same time, I'm like so leaning in because I want everyone to see my movie. I also am allowed to say whatever the fuck I want. I can make stupid mistakes. I can fall on my face and nobody's going to like kick me out of the family. <laughs> I think with right. her, she was just, it was worse for her. She looked more sort of leashed and muzzled and um, ugh, braced because she couldn't speak. All of her ways of communicating were so weird and sideways, diagonal, kind of cryptic. Like she wore, you know, an outfit to feel strong and you could tell that night like jesus christ you're a little overdressed it's like well i'm fucking pissed at my husband and i want him to see this or she's like i'm gonna put my head down and stare at you with my eyes like a crazy person like this like undulating swan because i can't say my husband is not in love with me and i'm in pain and i i have you know more to say than i'm allowed to so the difference i guess not that this is what you asked is just that um the sort of motivation for those uh, for that gaze is so different. And I don't feel as assaulted as she did because she was, you know, I'm allowed to be who I am. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, of course. She, it's so fucking annoying. It's horrible. I, I, you yeah, know, you're I hate absolutely right. She would like, she would do all these passive aggressive things in order mm -hmm. to be heard, like put on a different outfit and show her husband this or that. You're right. She couldn't just come out and say something if she felt that way. I mean, uh, it's, it's really, really weird that way. You can at least express yourself. She couldn't. That whole royal family thing is insane. That scene where they yell at you because you keep your windows open in the palace is like crazy. It's, uh, she's going nuts. They don't let her do yeah. anything. They're keeping her under lock and key. And what's yeah, the especially fear? Yeah, at that time. Yeah, yeah, really crazy stuff. I didn't realize that photographers could stand outside your house and take your picture inside your house, and that's legal. I thought there were certain rules against that. No, so some, it's like if you have to use, and not this is like the most uninteresting thing for people, but apparently if you, it's only illegal if you use like a telescopic lens or if you were on private property in order to acquire the image. Like if you're on someone's roof or something, like technically I could, you know, but then once it goes on the internet, it doesn't really matter anyway. You can like go after people and they're like, cool, already got it. You know what I mean? It's, it's circulated like do you in your home have to keep the windows closed like lady die i mean do you do you 
have a about well, you gotta i mean i would think at this point have like a gated sort of situation where paparazzi can't get to you um but are you are you paranoid enough that you have to and, and rightly so draw the the blinds closed and 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 say fuck it i you you've done that yeah i think that now at this point our ficus has finally grown tall enough to completely <laughs> cover our view from like west or from like franklin boulevard yeah but um for a minute, yeah, there was like a picture of uh, Rob and I getting out of a pool holding coffee cups. And I was like, that should be highly illegal. That is just, in it, you know, and it, it was illegal, but it didn't matter because the pictures were already on the Internet. And also like whatever, I've kind of got, I've kind of grown to a point where at this point, like, I mean, look, as an actor, I just want genuinely to expose like, you know, interesting curiosities that I have. Like, I want to be somebody who, like, lays it all out. So I've kind of stopped. I've pulled back on the control thing. Like, look, if there's someone there. My whole thing is my, like, momentary experiences. Like, I don't want to see them. Sometimes they're in my face and I'm like, fuck you! Um, but if they're not there, if they're, like, across the street and I don't, you know, have to, like, actually interact with these humans who are inhuman to me, um, right. I'm fine. I'm chilling. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, So you've been working pretty steadily during the pandemic. You shot this movie. Spencer during the uh, pandemic. Uh, so you're out there, you're doing stuff. I haven't left my house in two years. I'm like totally sequestered. I'm just locked up. I'm, I'm just, just too freaked out by it. What, 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 the, the, the working on a film, were you kind of like nervous? You didn't get COVID, did you? I'm not sure. I think I tested like, uh, I had really a lot of antibodies at some point and was extremely sick before COVID was kind of a thing that people were testing for. Like it was in February, <clears throat> right before everyone went inside and right. uh, I was on a movie. I went home from work. I was so sick. I felt like my skin was crawling off my body and like I was the only actor in that day. And so I would have done anything to finish the day because it was going to be an insurance day. It's like a really big deal to go home from work. And I was at my makeup artist station just like sobbing and this nurse came up and was like why are you crying and I was like because I can't see I've never been this sick so I think I had it but I, I can't confirm I wish I fucking had that test then just so I could know but I have yeah, not had it since it sounds like you were, you were in bad shape you probably did have it because right then around February nobody knew what the hell was going on I remember being yeah. out to dinner and I was like wait a second maybe I'm going to get COVID and then it kind of dawned on me and then I went into hiding two years later no i I literally my wife and i just been staying in the house for two years i mean we go for walks every day but i don't see how i would get it but i mean i'm like you're super super duper isolated yeah i'm just like so freaked out by it i don't get it i don't know and i don't get these people who won't get vaxxed they're such motherfuckers they're so selfish i don't know why they won't I can't really understand it either. I don't want to like be somebody that weighs in and then gets people to get all riled up or whatever. But I, me and my mom had to literally drag my brother kicking and screaming to the fucking Rite Aid because he's like a grip and he's like, I will not be controlled. I was like, I will fucking control you. I will not let you die. You are going to the hospital. I'm going to let you like perpetuate this horrible thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I, it's frustrating. I know people like you say your brother was, uh, you know, anti-vax or whatever. But you're like, what, like, what, like, what are you afraid of? Some people say they're afraid of needles. Okay, maybe that. But they're more afraid that the government's trying to poison them or they don't want to be told what to do. I don't know, man. It's just. They're Americans. Drag. Their liberty right. matters right. to them. They're free. Yeah. I don't get Ridiculous. it. Ridiculous. Yeah. 
Hey, this whole thing, you know, by the way, you did a great job playing Diana and and no bullshit. I mean, they're really talking about you're an early contender for the Oscar. You got some uh, competition. You, you know, they, they're talking maybe an Oscar. I know. Which is dude, great. That's the first time in my life. It's dope. Yeah. I mean, you've probably done what? About 50 some odd films. And now yeah. they're talking about you for an Oscar. We want this fucking thing, right? I mean, I want it. I mean, I want it for you, right? What's the fantasy? You're not one of those people who's not going to show up at the Oscars. You you want this thing. Yeah, dude, totally. I think... Um, <laughs> Good. It's like if... Uh, I don't know. I think it's... Um, it's like sometimes you look... You watch the show over the course of being alive and watching the Oscars every year. Sometimes you're like... Why do people win these things? They're not always like the best performances. You know what I mean? It is sort of very zeitgeisty kind of like what is what's the temperature in the room? Because it is voted like Academy members vote for the thing. People win. But then you're like, it does say something about like the times as well. It's not necessarily and also to whatever to sort of like pin performances against each other and creative endeavors against each other. It does sort of go against the whole idea of what art is. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, for sure. I want to be a part of this conversation. I want everyone to see this movie. I, I'm so proud of it. Like, you know, it's kind of once in a lifetime thing. I, I don't think I would ever, uh, I just don't think this will ever happen again. So I'm kind of just, you know, I'm so right. sailing through this one. <laughs> you know, as an actor, it is impossible to find good material. It's hard and you want to act. So you can't be that choosy. You know, you want to just act. So, you know, uh, but at your level, you got to be a little cautious and figure out what you're going to be in because you don't want to be in a bunch of clunkers because that, you know, that hurts your your whole your whole deal. So it's 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 complicated. Now, here's what we got going on. Let's assess the situation. Variety has you ahead of Jessica Chastain. This is good. What is she in? I don't even know what she's in. Jessica Chastain. What is she doing? Uh, this out. She's in a really good movie. Um, she she's sensational in it. Actually, genuinely, I I I, I love her in it. She plays Tammy Faye. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but not actual not title. better than you. Not better. Don't be so high on it. Listen to me. Let's call her. I'm, I'm not Let's your man. Get her to weigh in on this. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, she's very good in it. But you're better. And uh, Olivia Coleman. But she's she played Lady Di in um, The Crown. She did. She Coleman. played the queen. She was the oh, queen. She played the yeah. queen. Right. Right. Did you watch The Crown, or do you say, "Hey, if I'm going to play Lady Di, I don't even want to be influenced by this." As an actress, what's the move? Do you watch it to maybe sort of get the vibe, or do you say, "I don't want to even have my performance tainted by these other uh, actors"? Right. I I watched it. I think I watched the first three seasons in like three days. Me too. Um, it was such a nice accompaniment to all of my research as well. It was like I kind of got the cliff notes in a way that was dramatized and fun and not like dry research bullshit, even though none of that is dry research bullshit. Like you start delving into royal stuff and it really is like it's their version of, of celebrity tabloid. I mean, like I'm a human. I'm just as curious. It's very, very, you know, sticky, interesting. Um, but no, I watched The Crown for sure and loved it. Actually, I, I love that show. You've said you would have been a coward to turn down this role. And I totally get it. I'm not an actor, but I could imagine. First of all, whenever you have to play somebody who actually lived, I think that's intimidating. Secondly, an American doing a British accent can go horribly fucking wrong. Americans never get it right. 
Uh, and number three, you know, everyone's going to weigh in. Everyone's going to weigh in and say, oh, she, you know, she didn't look like Diana. Oh, yeah, she looked like Diana, but she didn't sound like Diana. Um, was when you say I would have been a coward to turn it down, was there a, a thought in your mind like, uh, you know, what do I need the aggravation and the pressure to play this role? You had that. No. No? No, I was so down. Um, I'm so willing to not be successful. <laughs> I really am willing to like kind of fall on my face. And in this case, it was either like you're going to stand taller than you ever have or not. And you're going to sort of make another <laughs> stupid movie, which is fine, which I've done. Um, it was just so impossible to turn down the opportunity. I don't know. Also, like the guy that made the movie, uh, Pablo Lorraine, he he did Jackie. He did this. I mean, he's done he's done really, really very different movies and all of them extremely kind of just like ridiculously ambitious and weird. And so I knew that he wasn't going to do anything that felt like box checky. I mean, he really was going to do something meditative and strange and um, trippy. And uh, so, yeah, I just thought like, you know, my eyes are green. Hers are very, very sort of famously this violety blue and they match her wedding ring. I was like, are we going to like make the wedding ring green? Like, am I going to, I'm 5'5", five, five, she's 5'11". We are very different. I was like, are you sure, dude? And he was like, I'm absolutely positive. And his assurance was like kind of contagious. And um, I don't know. It's like, I've never been offered a, I like doing small, con, you know, contemplative, weird movies. And then occasionally, like, I'll be offered uh, an opportunity to do something big. Like with Charlie's, usually they don't really stick. And so in this case, I was like, this is so ambitious. And I just kind of couldn't. I was like, dude, you've been acting for fucking ever. If you're not going to take a movie like this at this point, then stop acting. Do something else. May start directing more. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I just thought, this, this is... This is what you grow into. And luckily, I mean, we really like the movie. As you've pointed out very nicely, other people are like digging it. So I'm like, okay, it didn't go terribly wrong. This was, uh, was, the, right, it was the right move. So then what did you mean when you said I'd be a coward to turn it down? Meaning that um, I, I just took it to mean it's a big role. And uh, that would mean I'm afraid of being an actor. If, if I Exactly. Okay, okay. That's an, then I got it. So, so was the acting, was, was the actual accent freaking you out too? Because, uh, like I said, Americans fuck that thing up all the time. And, and I read that you had the same vocal coach or acting coach on this thing that the woman from the crown who played Lady Di had. That, uh, this is the go-to guy to help you get that accent down. Um, how difficult a deal is that to get it down to the point where you start to feel like it's organic? Um, I had enough time. I was so lucky. I had like a good, I knew about this movie for a year and a half before we started shooting it. And, uh, like talk about a loomer. It's like every single morning I woke up and every single night I went to sleep. There wasn't, there wasn't one moment that I wasn't like, Oh God, that was a really good idea. But now I actually have to like do this. Right. And before you learn how to do it, like you just, you can't really picture it. You can't conceive of what it's going to feel like. Um, is that true? So is, in other words, when you envision playing like this, this guy, this director comes to you, he says, I want you to be Lady Di. He can see it. Everyone's banking on you being that person who can play Lady Di. You even say, I'll take the job. You start training for it. You really want to get the accent down. You want to get the lines down. You want to get her mannerisms down. You want to be her. You got to be her. 
But until you get on the set, you don't know if you really can pull it off. That's what you're saying. Yeah, totally. I mean, it really is kind of, um, you know, you just have to like trust process, which I totally do. I have like a reverence for, you know, work. Like I've never been hugely into preparing for things like in a literal way, kind of more emotionally. Um, so yeah, in this case, I had this great coach. He also worked with Naomi on her Diana. So he is like steeped in, in, you know, Royal uh, everything. Yeah. And, um, also she has so many different voices. Like she, you know, she speaks differently depending on who she's speaking to. Like I said before, her ways of communicating sometimes are so kind of, uh, not straightforward. So yeah, I don't know, dude, honestly, it's like, she doesn't have a normal English accent. Her voice is so, so specific and so different from mine. It was so muscular. It was like a workout. It was something that I had to have months to work on because I needed to literally like develop the certain muscles to make it feel like less forced when we actually were on the set. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to be specific about. Yeah. So what's the exercise? In other words, if I, if I, if uh, I'm again, I'm not an actor, but uh, someone I know offered me a role to play someone with a foreign accent. I got all freaked out by it, but I was going to maybe do it. I was going to do the whole thing. And I said, I got to get some kind of guy to teach me how to do this accent. It's a very specific accent. What's the deal? You go there. Had you ever done an English accent before? Well, I've spent a lot of time around the Brits, but I actually think right. I only ever did it once. Um, yeah. And I played Snow White. So it was very like you know, fairy tale English accent. It was very, I think that my dialect coach at that point said we were doing Queens English or mm-hmm. like, I think it was like a, whatever, a sort of pointier RP, if that means anything to anyone. So what do you do when you sit down, you, you go to this guy's place where he comes to you and he says, uh, okay, let's go to it. What do you have to do? Do you start like acting in front of him as a British person? Does he, does, how the hell, what goes on? I mean, how do you become (laughs) British? I don't Um, understand the whole thing. What do you, do they teach you to place your tongue in a different place? Do they, what is it? What do you do? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, like you have to have an ear. Some people can hear stuff. Some people can't. Right. Um, And sometimes, yeah, I mean, like physically they break it down like, you know, they make it a very physical thing and they describe what your tongue does, how, how, um, open your mouth has to be. Like when I speak, I barely open my mouth and like everything is all like at the back of my throat. I'm from LA. This is how I talk, whatever. When she speaks, it's open. I mean, just, I have to literally like, I look like a completely different person in trying to make that sound. Um, so yeah, you you just went into it. You started to go, when I, when I. I'm doing you now. By physically opening your mouth wide, you start to sound like Diana. And and how many, how many, now do you have to start walking around like five, six hours a day with your mouth open, like kind of getting it? Because, you know, you want this thing to be flawless. You don't want to be laughed at. You want to be taken seriously. And British people are going to watch this thing. So how many hours a day are you walking around being Lady Diana? So I am, um, I think I'm like so 
method that I've circled back to being incredibly pragmatic and like present and always myself. I don't keep the accent. I, I want to be, I'm so selfish as an actor. Like I want to have these experiences. I want, I want to do a scene and feel like those memories of doing that scene are actually memories that I have of my life that are personal. So like, it's almost like if you have like an extremely liberal person who's like really, really just like going, going left, 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 they turn right back over to the right. I feel like that's kind of how I am. Like I, I felt like the way to really do her justice was to be so present and spontaneous. Cause like, this woman to me in, in everything that I've seen of her is so like live wire. She feels a little bit spooky. Like she walks into a room and you just don't know what's going to happen. It feels precarious and like fucking wild. And so I worked on the accent with my coach. I learned all of the scenes. The script was written so precisely and perfectly. I didn't ad lib anything. I learned my lines exactly. And then... um I com it's like I had the time and then I completely forgot about it and I just didn't think about it at all and I just sort of relied on him to tell me if I was, you know, doing something totally wrong, but it was there. Like uh six months wow. to work on it and then yeah, I was just sort of living well, in it. Why why so if you had that confidence, your coach is telling you you got it down, you feel like you've got it, you feel like you have an understanding of Lady Diana. How come when you go to the set you get so fucking tight? that your jaw starts to lock up. Mm. And uh, I read about this, and this is, a, this is a definite psychological thing. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's like, you're an actress, you've worked in a million movies. Like I said, you know, you, you've been paid a lot of, you, whatever an actor is going to do, you've done. You get on the set, you're all prepared, your coach tells you you're great, the director believes in you. Why, do you, why does your jaw lock up and you can't talk for two weeks? Why'd you get so tight? I think, dude, there's like a physical manifestation of stress. I think I wasn't, I wasn't considering the stress because I was pushing it away because I was, you know, obviously that's, I, I always, fun I used to use anxiety as like motivation or I used to be like, oh yeah, I need to like torture myself on this movie and make it really real. And, um, now I function so much more purely and honestly if I'm feeling safe. And so I, I think I was like designing this world in which I wasn't afraid, but my body knew better. <laughs> mm. And, uh, yes, yeah, so two weeks before the movie, I literally couldn't open my mouth. I had such horrible TMJ and I was like using like hot compresses and having like, I was just like rubbing my jaw all day. And, and the day that we started shooting, it just opened up. I think right. I was just, it's not even like just fear and nerves. I, I was excited. I just couldn't take it. I was just like, ah! you know what I mean? I think I was just totally wound up. Yeah. No, I, when I used to go to a new radio station, when I get hired, especially when I was young, and I get hired to new job, inevitably, the first two weeks, I'd have a sore throat, I'd get a massive cold, and I'd lose my voice. <laughs> I was so amped up and so nervous and so whatever got in my head, it was awful. It ruined the yeah. whole experience. I got like a squeak out of my voice. It's just our bodies break down. Yeah. You know? And it's scary. Yeah, sometimes they know more than you do, yeah. So what do you do when that happens? Because you got to panic at first and say, my jaw's all locked up. I'm freaking out here. Do you have a shrink you call? Do you, do you call your girlfriend? Who, the, who do you call your mother? Who the hell do you call when, you re when the chips are down and you just can't get your shit together? Who do you call? Well, now I would call 
my girlfriend. Um, right. But I, I don't know. Like on that movie, I'm really lucky. My best friend has kind of traveled with me a bit um, as my assistant. But like we just totally take care of each other and rely on each other and like on this one she's now moving into other things and like trying to like you know figure <laughs> figure out what she wants to do and like yeah, whatever is working somewhere else and is now not going to be working with me but on this one I was like dude you can't you have to come with me on this one I, I needed her on this movie because um, especially with lockdown I knew it was going to be a sort of isolated experience and that it was going to be heavy and long and cold and kind of just kind of the most full on you, you can imagine. And so I had my best friend with me and, um, yeah, it's I have weird, like my I mean, makeup artist and my, I just have my team, you know? Yeah. And you could talk to this woman, this friend of yours, what this is someone, you know, in a long time, this is someone you grew up with. Yeah. Since I was like 12. Yeah. And, and you can confide in her and totally trust her. So you can say to her, Jesus Christ, I'm freaking out here. I don't know. My jaw's killing me and I'm scared. I'm scared to play lady die or I, something's going on with me. And she can comfort you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we, yeah, I think we are, we, we provide mutual salve. Definitely. Um, also, I don't mean- even think I was talking about it at the time. I think I was, just, I, I think I was just like, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's either, it's like, however it's going to go, it's going to go. I kind of was just like at the end of this three month period, we'll have made a movie. I hope it, I, I, at that point I wasn't like, I wasn't even fixated on my jaw. I was just sort of like, so swept up in the experience. Um, I just sort of knew it was going to work out. It was just like, at some point my mouth will open. It has to, it has to. And if not, they'll fucking push a week and we'll figure it out. Like this friend though, Kristen seems very valuable to you in terms of your, your, your head when you're doing a movie, why not keep her on the team? I mean, say to her, listen, I'll give you a couple extra bucks. I need you uh, to travel with me. It's a comfort to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, why not? Why not um, uh, keep her in the fold? Well, I want to see what she, I mean, like I want her to, I want her to fly free. I want to say, I, I want her to like do what she wants to do. And you know, she's somebody who's like so dope. Like she's so creative. She's so smart. She could, she could do anything she wanted. I, I think ultimately one day we'll probably make movies together. I think she should wow. be somebody who's like, she's a really beautiful writer, da da da, whatever. I think me and Suze, we have a, we have a long road ahead of us. Does your girlfriend get jealous of this woman now i'm telling you that's a very remarkable relationship i think my wife or if my wife was on a movie or something like that not that she acts but if she was doing something and had a friend like that who traveled with, I, i'd be jealous i would be jealous i would i wouldn't be able to deal with it i think we uh, all get I'm a the- little bit of fomo uh but actual jealousy she really has nothing to be worried about with me and Zeus. <laughs> Really? I don't know. I'm worried. I I get nervous about it. And what is going on? (laughs) Last time I spoke to you, you were ready to get married. You were going to propose. And here we are, what, two, three years later, no proposal, no marriage. Uh, (laughs) Should I be concerned? What's going on here? Uh, What's the update on this? Um, It's funny. We were talking about this yesterday. I was like, oh, he's probably going to ask, like, because we talked about this last time and it was a big Yeah, you deal. were going to propose. <laughs> you know, Dylan, Dylan, your girlfriend. You were going to. Yeah, you were going to propose. I was all for it. I love the whole relationship. I check out Dylan's Instagram so I can see you guys together all the time. Cute. I oh do. my God, I, I love that. Love oh, I can't wait to tell her that. Um, oh we're God. marrying. We're totally going to do it. Like, I. Oh, um, <laughs> you propose? Where is she? Okay, is she so there? I kind and of. You keep asked turning her, your head. Is that Dylan? I think she might be sleeping. I don't know. 
Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I wanted, I wanted to be proposed to. <laughs> so right. I think I, I very distinctly carved out my, um, what I wanted and, you know, she, she nailed it. It was really cute. She did very well. And we're totally, we're, we're, we're marrying. It's, it's happening. But isn't that some kind of disappointment that you had to spell out for her what you wanted in a proposal? Shouldn't there have been, like, in other words, you said to her, look, I want you to get down on one knee. This is what I'm imagining. Uh, I want you to take me to a restaurant. I want you to hide the ring in my dessert. I mean, was it that specific <laughs> that you had to spell out the proposal? No, I think I felt a little bit like it was so clear that I had already, like I basically did it. I blew my load on Howard Stern <laughs> and then basically was like, well, now it's your turn. I don't know. I kind of did it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, And I know yeah. I wasn't specific at all. It was just like, it's not a given that I would be the one. You know what I mean? Like with two girls, you never know like who's going to fulfill like what weird fucking gender role thing. And we don't do that or think about it in those terms. So I was like, wait, well, I'm not the one for sure. And so right. I was like kind of joking for a bit, like, no, I want to be the one to propose. Like, I want to be proposed to. And then she just grabbed that bowl and made it she happen. Did. It was fucking so cute. Yeah. She this is so it. romantic. Is, <laughs> I love, I love romance. I love that movie you did. The one that uh, ended up coming out streaming because of COVID where uh, you were in a, 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 a gay relationship. And your, your, your friend, your, the woman you were uh, in love with was embarrassed to tell her family that she was gay. I love that movie. I thought that was great. Uh, I just had so much fun watching that. And this, I, but I love the romance of it. I love seeing yeah. you with, with anybody. I don't care if it's a dude or a woman. Um, which by the way, that's another way I see you relating to Lady Diana. That's another way. You coming out of the closet boldly, like saying, hey, I'm in love with a woman. No kind of bullshit about it, not uptight about it, this and that, the other thing. That still in this day and age takes balls. And I commend you for it. And Lady Di sort of um, having to come out of her own closet in a way and say, Charles, I'm in a loveless marriage. I got to leave. You know, she took risks. She was brave to do that. But you too. You know, in Hollywood, they still kind of go by, well, if you're going to be a heterosexual leading lady in a movie, we got to believe it. You can't be gay. And you kind of said, fuck it. I'm not going to live my life that way. And I, I applaud you for that. I think I think right on, you know, it, that took a lot of balls because it could have really fucked up your career. You think it's cost you some roles? No, I don't think so. I mean, not any ones that I would have actually wanted to, to play. My favorite actors are people that are not hiding. Like... You know, I I know that Hollywood definitely, like, has this sort of bullshitty thing, naturally. It's kind of like, you know, we're telling stories that aren't real. But, like, the ones that are, the ones that really resonate and stick, people are being honest. Like, I, I, I think there, there are certain people, like, throughout the years that have hidden and it's so clear. It's, like, feels awkward. Did anyone ever come to you, manager, uh, even your own parents? They listen, you've got such a good thing going please keep quiet about this. We're telling you just, if you want to see women, see women, but just keep quiet. Did anyone ever say that to you? Yeah, I've had a conversation or two that were like, you know, if you didn't take, if you weren't as openly publicly a homo that maybe you would get, um, 
certain bigger roles, not bigger roles, whatever, more high profile commercial work. It's not even what I'm into. So it was a very weird thing to say to me. Yeah. Well, I remember when Anne Hayes, Anne Hayes was at her top of her game. She was doing film. She was doing TV. Pretty big name. When she went so public with her relationship with Ellen DeGeneres, I think it fucking blew out her career. I do. Mm. I, I don't think it's always a slam dunk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, That's the accelerated progress. I mean, we have just like, we have jumped forward so quickly. Like I talked to kids five, 10 years younger than me. And it's like, not even a thing. It's like, why would I ever want, why would I ever have to t describe to you who I like to have sex with that changes? It's such an amorphous concept. And it's like, so weird to, it's just such I a know. different conversation. Like, and I feel old. Yeah. It's, it, it really has like, I don't have all the words, right. I don't have my vocabulary straight. I want to be respectful. I want to be like woke and aware and whatever, but it really changes so quickly. Like, and, and I'm, obviously for it i'm not like one of those people that's like oh god i can't get the, the the whatever i can't get my words straight therefore i resent the progress i'm so into it it's just like hard to keep up with you have to like sprint behind these kids who are like really yeah. carving out a beautiful open pathway for people to be who they are it's very cool it's yeah. definitely not how i grew up yeah i see people in my generation they're like they don't get it you know they they're still sort of old school and they're like no no, no shut up about being gay because you know it's going to really screw up a career you got to keep that shit on the down low you know because listen they live through it they know what they know what's going on mm -hmm. but that's why i like you doing the movie happiest season and i like you doing um you know just doing your personal life out in the public and and not not being embarrassed or ashamed but like this is who i am and fuck it that, you know, I'm not going to live a lie. But uh, I imagine, though, you must know a lot of actresses and actors who are closeted, who even come to you and say, I, I, I'm so envious of what you've done. I, I just can't do it. Right? Not really. I'm trying to think, actually, now that you mentioned that, maybe there's one or two that I have, like, suspicions about, but, no, but it not being open with me. And then maybe... I think everyone has come out. I think everyone, I think that's kind of, for me, for the people that I happen to know, it's kind of an right. old story. Yeah. Like, I think everyone's kind of, kind of out there. I um, think, I don't know if I, I buy so. that. I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, not that I would sit here and blow up anyone's spot, but no, to be honest, I'm not like friends with like a million actors either. Like I've, the people that I've worked with, I know those guys, but like, um, no, I can't, uh, I can't really, I can't really identify one right now. Are your parents so blown out by your career? I mean, you know, your mom and your dad are in the industry. You grew up in, you know, Los Angeles around acting. Your brother, as you said, is a grip. Um, everyone's in the acting business or in the movie business. They they must be blown out by your success. They got to be flipped out. Um, did they, well, how, how do they treat this whole situation? Did, did your mother ever sit you down and go, I'm just so fucking proud of you? Or did they play it pretty down low? <laughs> I recently went. My mom lives in Topanga Canyon in, um, in LA and I drove into the valley and went up to the like ranch and was like, Hey, um, you know, I'm really busy. I'm so sorry. I haven't had a chance to see you lately. Like I'm so swamped. And she's like, why? It's like, what? <laughs> like I have a movie coming out. It's like a, kind of a big deal. Like I think, I don't know. It's kind of like kind of, you know, people are talking about this one more than they've really ever talked about any other thing. I played Princess Diana. Dude, I was gone for six months. Don't you remember? And she was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, did you see the trailer? She's like, no. Like, watch the 
fucking trailer mom. Of course. And it's not because she doesn't care. It's because I didn't send it personally. And she doesn't, she's not on the internet. She like doesn't, she, I don't even think she has like a TV in her house. Could she, I'm playing psychiatrist now. Could she be envious of your career? No, definitely not. I think what it is is more so that she and I like, we've always been really close. And so if she doesn't get something from me personally, she acts like she doesn't know about it because she is pissed at me for not calling and telling her to watch the trailer or like Mm. sending her the link. So she's like, no, I don't know. haven't heard from you. I'm like, well, Mm. everyone else, everyone else has seen it. You should watch it. So she's like, so my mom is, my mom is a, she doesn't like live here with us. She lives somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. On another uh, realm, another planet. She's in a different place. She homeschooled you, right? She homeschooled you. No, no, no. I went to public school up until like middle school. And then I started doing homeschool for high school because I didn't want to go to school anymore. I wanted to work. Um, God, you would have been the, you would have been the most popular girl in high school for Christ's sake. You you had done a movie already with Jodie Foster. I mean, come on. No, that was like problematic. I remember like these kids like running around being like, I'm like because of panogram be like what i don't even know what you're talking about like i hated going to school so much honestly like i was so scared of kids like i was i was so inside out self-conscious unable to live in school i'm i was so happy to start doing homeschool for high school i still in retrospect i'm like people sign up for more i'm good i i will (laughs) i have a library card i'm fucking chilling I it just think, makes me nervous. It's literally, school scared me so much. I hated it. And no, I was not popular. Trust. I think that self-consciousness really helped you with uh, this Lady die performance. The reason you nailed it, too, you had the physicality. She almost walked like with a... Um, you could see how beaten down she was. She kind of like hunched over. You know what I'm... T- yeah, yeah. Like she was always hunched over with her head down. And you nailed that in the uh, performance. It was a physical performance that was really right on. But it, she physically... Not only mentally did she look like somebody beaten down, but physically she looked like somebody who had just been beaten in a sense. I know she also was always trying to be smaller. She was quite tall and and even like with her relationship with with food and the binging and purging and kind of like desire to diminish. She just really wanted to like go away. Um, And you could see it in her shoulders like she's always kind of reducing. Oh, that's a great note because I'm six foot five. And I hate it. I hated it my whole life. And I walk hunched over because I don't want to be seen. I was jealous of kids who were small. I wanted to just be, you know, I, I just don't don't notice me. And I look like a fucking giraffe when I'm walking around. And you're right. Lady Di was really tall. And she didn't want to be seen. What about the anorexic part? You played that really well. Did you ever uh, suffer from that? Uh, the anorexia? Did you ever have to deal with that? No, no, not that problem. I've had, you know, no. I used to have really extreme anxiety. Um, I used to have anxiety that made me like, I had this like psychosomatic nausea thing that I always felt like I needed to puke, but it definitely wasn't because I wanted to. I was just nervous. I was just like kind of, I had like existential dread when I was little. I just like would contemplate infinity and be like, I can't, this is insane that we all just pretend like everything's cool. (laughs) And we're not all dying at some point. We don't know when that moment is coming. Like, I just was so, like, just such an yeah. overthinking, nervous, little freaky kid. 
that when I got older, I just like, I was so exhausted by that, that I, and, and also like I had been through some sort of like tumultuous stuff. I'm a very famous person. I had like a whole, whatever. I've just been, been through it. And I was like, oh, I'm fine. Like nothing actually ever was able to take me down. So I, I got through my anxious period. I'm so grateful for it too. Like I, I don't struggle with, uh, my anxiety anymore. It, it, it does not become physical, but that with her, so she, great. I know. But How it, cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. But you say <laughs> with her, you, I interrupted you. You're about to say with her, she kind of never got over it or maybe it, it, it was just too much for her. She didn't have the ability to get over it. It crushed her. I mean, it was the one thing that she could control. And unfortunately she sort of like found this tool, this really unhealthy tool to feel a sense of relief and have, you know, sort of like an indulgent moment at night to sort of fill her belly and then have have the ability to bring it back up was something that when she first discovered like the button, she said like she was like elated. She was so excited that she found this thing because she couldn't discuss how she felt. She couldn't, you know, she had no outlet. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's just, uh, it's it's such a weird thing being somebody who's so coveted and loved and beautiful and and just also at the same time, so self-hating and like rejected she just is the extremes of of what her life entails is so trippy to think about like this stunning perfect gorgeous woman who everyone's in love with is just hates herself because the one person that's supposed to love her doesn't and yeah and isn't it is it i know i know that's so crazy this one dude this prince charles who's no beauty himself let's be honest (laughs) You'd think he could love her. I mean, geez, what's not to love? This gorgeous woman. I, I don't get guys, but, uh, you know, that's another story. You know what I mean? It's just like, come on, dude. And he, and I feel like he wrecked her life. I mean, he, you know, he had two kids with her. It's like she just gave him his spawn and then like, uh, he ran off with Camilla, you know, and it's just like left her hanging. It's unbelievable. Do you think when you were at like, when, when the paparazzi were way up your ass right after Twilight, you know, became a huge hit? Thinking back on it, it's very possible you too could have died that way. Did you ever get in one of those situations where the paparazzi are chasing you and someone starts driving fast and says, don't worry, I'll get you out of here? Did you ever have a moment like that? Yeah, especially if you're in a car with someone who's not used to it and they go, there's a sort of fervor thing that starts happening and a defensive kind of thing that goes like, oh, I'm going to be the hero and get you out of here. It's like, do not drive the speed right. limit, put your seatbelts on and just pretend like they're not there. Because yeah, like I, when I was younger, I used to kind of try and like race around and I was so angry that I was being followed that I was like, you know, I would do anything to get away and I would see them blow through red lights and crosswalks. And you're like, I'm not going to be responsible for someone getting like run over by this fucking idiot. Like, right. so no, yeah. Like it, it, yeah, I've definitely experienced that. And, and every time we drive through the tunnel in Paris, which is like a main thoroughfare. It's, it's, if you ever spend time, like you will probably go like whatever I've, I've, I've been in vehicles going through that tunnel, being chased by really aggressive paparazzi in Paris. They're really, really, really aggressive on, on scooters and cars and bikes. And, um, before I ever thought of doing this movie, 
had those experiences being like, man, and look where we are and everyone just chill and we're not going to, you know, go crazy and make this more dangerous than it needs to be. But they'll do your anything. Ad- it's Yeah, your advice is so smart. It's true. Okay, it's a bad situation. They're trying to take our picture. It's dangerous. They're following us in a car. But fuck it. Slow down and let them take your picture. You don't want to die uh, doing this thing. It's crazy how she died. It is crazy. It's so, I can't believe it. Right. Once or twice a week, it would sort of reoccur to me that this woman died in a fucking car accident because, I mean, like, just because somebody, it was genuinely an accident. I mean, like, somebody spun out because they were going a little too fast. It was really late at night. They were trying to get away from people. The paparazzi were 10 minutes behind them. They thought they were, you know what I mean? They thought that they had gotten through and it was just like a little misjudgment error. I know. And I can't, after everything, especially playing her. And sort of like keeping her alive in the moments that we did. Like she was so unbelievably, palpably alive. And I was yeah. playing her as an alive person, obviously. But when it right. would kind of, um, when I would remember what happened, which which occasionally happened, I would be re-shattered every single time. I would just start crying. Like wow. I just, I still, sitting here right now, I cannot believe that that's what went down. Like that's how it all shook out. I, I just can't understand it. And I forget, no one was ever really charged, right? I mean, no one ever really did any jail time for chasing her or the driver. Never, you know, you know what I mean. No one ever. Nobody did anything wrong. I mean, nobody broke. You know what I mean? It was it was a car accident because it was just a heightened energy and time. And I've read like all the memoirs, like all of the conflicting opinions. I know that there's a lot of like conspiracy theories about the royal family orchestrating this, whatever. Her personal protection officer who worked with, who who worked for the royal family for many, many years and was on her, like he was supposed to, whatever. He was her personal protection officer. He wrote a memoir and was like, yeah, yeah, he wasn't. A few of them were, him in particular, him not. But he goes on record very much saying like there is no like she she had she didn't have her royal protection anymore because she didn't have the title anymore they stripped her of the title they took her protection away she was still the mother of the future king of england like she still right. needed to be protected in a way that other people didn't know how to do um you know like this guy like dodie's team he's famous but he's not a princess it's a different level Right. And so they just didn't know how to protect her and they didn't. And, it, and it's a real, it's a real bummer, but it's a fucking accident and it's just insane. It's just an insane tragedy. Yeah. It's crazy how like you really have gotten inside her in the sense that, man, it's driving you crazy how she died. You, it, are you it, still, it infuriates me. Yeah. Are you still thinking about that character a lot or have you just kind of dropped it and let go because you're working on other movies or, or are you still thinking about her a lot? I went to London recently and she just like slammed back in, um, in a surprising way. But mm. no, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. He turned the movie around so fast. It was crazy. Like I think he, he finished the edit in less than three months or something and wow. then started working on color and music. And so no, I still feel it's fun to talk about a movie that you shot so recently. Sometimes it takes two years and you're like, I don't know. I've totally moved on. I'm still so in this. I haven't worked. On another movie. Oh, yeah, I have. <laughs> I did do something in between. But no, she's still so with me, especially like in, right. in talking about her now and all the press and stuff. Like, it is still fun for me. Like, I, it, it, she's an easy subject to sort of obsess over. You know what I was thinking with you? And tell me if this is still very much with you. 
uh, when you did the movie with James Gandolfini, I'm thinking like at that time, Gandolfini had his own thing to deal with. He was coming off Sopranos. And I'm sure he felt, I'm going to be Tony Soprano for the rest of my career. So I'm going to take this movie and play something different. You were coming off of Twilight. And you were probably concerned that, oh, my God, I did one of the biggest movies franchises of all time. I don't know if anyone's ever going to be able to see me other than Bella, my character. Like, am I going to be stuck in that? Am I going to be going to Comic-Con the rest of my life and uh, sign an autograph with William Shatner and, and George Takei? So it's got to <laughs> be like. When you guys were on that film, you must have really gotten inside each other's head. Or, or, or did you not bring that up at all? Was there, was there a discussion between the two of you? I mean, personally, about what you had to deal with the demons in your career? I don't think we ever talked about that. Um, really? That was the first. Yeah, that was, I, I did Welcome to the Rileys with James in between the first and second Twilight movie. Right. And... I wonder if it had even come out at that point. Like the uh, movie may not have even like hit theaters. I, I, I there's a chance that I actually because I, I, it was the first movie that I, um, I was 18 and it was the first movie that I was completely alone on, like with no, I didn't have an assistant. I, I mean, I, I didn't have like a friend that came with me or my brother or my mom or anything like that. I was living in New Orleans for the first time by myself, and I was like. Stomping around, just loving it, and also getting into character who, you know, the girl I was playing was somebody who was a runaway and was living in New Orleans, like, you know, working in a strip club, turning tricks, and I wasn't doing that, but I was sort of owning that city and really kind of possessing it. So yeah. I don't think I don't think that we touched on that because I didn't know that it, the movie was going to blow up to the extent that yeah, it but did. I had such anonymity, anonymity at that point. Yeah, but you did kind of know. I know when you read the script or the, for Twilight, you said to yourself, this is going to be a big one. This is going to be a blockbuster. I read that anyway. That's what I'm assuming that was going through your head. So you kind of knew. Uh, and you, right. one of your hesitations in taking it was that you'd be typecast. Yeah? No, totally not no? true. Okay. No, I mean, I, no, I... Uh, I auditioned for this part. Everyone in town was auditioning for this part. It was cool. It was like, I, I loved the idea of doing like a horny teen movie. I love movies like that. I'd never been in one. Right. And this one was fucking good. And I right. didn't think for one second we would make five movies out of it. I thought we would do one, you know, I just didn't think for one second that it would, that it would hit the way that it did. I know that like, the people that made it knew more about the cult following that the book had than I did. At that I point, see. I was like, I don't know. I didn't really read the book. I like the script. <laughs> uh, people got really upset about that. But, you know, since I've read the books, we made all the movies. At this point, I just, it was uh, totally uncontextualized. We didn't, I had, no, I, I had no clue. So Gandolfini wouldn't have shared that with you because you hadn't gone through it yet. So the mm -hmm. timeline wouldn't have worked. But, but hey, man, he was something. Huh? But what was it? I mean... I'm sure it's cliche to talk about him being a great actor. Everybody says he was great. But uh, what makes a great actor? In other words, he just made the scene easy. In other words, you believe that his character is real. Is that the, is that the key to being one of the greats like um, James Gandolfini? I just love that guy. I don't know. Yeah. He's so available. He's such a likable person. Like in everything that he's, even when he's playing an asshole, you're like, God, he's so charismatic. He's so like hot. I, I love that man. I was actually in New Orleans, um, so spookily walking by 
where we shot the movie when I found out when my publicist called me and, and, and told me that he had passed away. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I'm, I'm standing outside of the place that we shot this wow. movie. It was the weirdest, like, hair-raising. Well, how would that happen? Why did that happen? I mean, uh, w why were you back in New Orleans? Just hanging out? or, or I was hanging out. I was literally wow. just back hanging out. I, I couldn't believe it. It was crazy. But he was, he's, I, I've recently, like, rewatched all of The Sopranos. I love Isn't that, that amazing? dude. That little smile, oh. that like cheeky little eye smile that he does. He's so good. I love yeah. that man. I was so sad. Yeah. 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 It's really weird. Yeah. And you talk about big franchises, uh, your ex playing Batman. That's unbelievable. <laughs> huh? Did He's you ever so predict cool. that? Did you ever predict that? That's, that's I, a big I one. I didn't specifically predict it. No, but, um, <laughs> it's really cool. I think it's really, I think it's really funny. I think it's cool. Did you see I the literally, trailer? I don't know if anyone, I saw the trailer. Yeah, it's cool. It looks pretty yeah, good. good. I mean, but yeah, it's like it, Batman's the bad guy. It's sexy. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty good. I don't know. I, I, you see, that's another role that would take courage for me because, you know, some of the greats have played Batman, Michael Keaton, um, you know, geez, Christian get Bale. Much better. Yeah. Christian Bale, all of them. And then, you know, geez, I, I don't know. I'd be like, oh, I hope I don't fuck this up. I know. Spanzel, you know, it'll just be crazy. I also that's can't crazy. really imagine anyone else doing it. Like, to be honest, if I had heard, like, if anyone else was going to play Batman, I'd be like, <laughs> lame, embarrassing, right. you can't do that. But I didn't have that reaction when I heard Rob was doing it. I was like, yeah, that actually works. I could see you as Wonder Woman. Anybody <laughs> ever think of, why, why, why are you laughing? I'm telling you, I, could, I think you would make a good Wonder Woman. Am I nuts? No, I mean, I don't know. I'll just call you up Gal Gadot and be like, yo, I'm taking your part. You want the part? <laughs> No, I don't want her part. I think she's great. You I don't, think she's the perfect you don't want to be, woman. No. You don't want to be Wonder Woman. All right. Okay. I was going to talk to some people for you. Do you have aspirations yeah. to go into one of those films? Um, no, not specifically. Not not no, but not not no, not yes. I haven't yeah. I haven't picked my I haven't picked one out yet. No. I saw on social media they want you to play the Joker. Somebody was saying they want you to play the Did you hear about this? I did, yeah. yeah. I heard about it. This is the yeah, thing. No, no. People love to just ask me questions in relation to anything to do with Rob because then it's like very <laughs> clickbait. And like literally then it's it, it, like I'll do a whole oh, interview, it? especially like, yeah, whatever. You do a print interview and then they ask like one thing at the end and you're like, and there's your headline. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't like, even, no, I, mean, I don't want to play the Joker. News, and they're though. like, Kristen Stewart considers playing the Joker. I'm like, I literally <laughs> said I didn't want to, but okay. Well, here's the bottom line. I'll answer it for you. You'll consider playing anything if it's a good if it's a good script. That's that's yeah. the real answer, right? I, you know what I always want to ask you about. I'm curious that um, when the Rolling Stones put you in a music video, first of all, I like the way you dance. Um, you dance in that video. I didn't know you were. Are you a dancer? Do you did you take lessons or something, or is that you just bopping around? Yeah, just bit bopping around. This Rolling Stones video, to me, this is a great honor to be in a Rolling Stones music video. Um, how, do you know Mick Jagger? Do you, how do you get involved in this thing? And, and why? how does that happen? I don't know anything about it. I have absolutely no idea. I have never met Mick. And I have zero. I just love, I mean, obviously I love the fucking stones. Like I told my dad that I was doing this and he was like doing backflips. I just was like, yeah, of course I'll do anything you want me to. And I can't believe that they asked. I was like, are they going to be in it? And they were like, no, it's just you. And I was like, 
and and still to this day, I'm like, I have no idea why they asked me to do it, but it was really fun. Who I also love they? Los Angeles. But wait, I think the band, they? their managers, I have no idea. So, so Mick doesn't call you or Keith doesn't call you and say, listen, we're fans of yours. We've seen you in some stuff and we want you to be the girl in our video. Doesn't work that way. No, that didn't happen. Oh, how boring. I, mean, I know. Like, uh, I know. I just was that. asked by the entity that is the Rolling Stones team and I just went and did it and they weren't there. And yeah. How long a shoot is it? Like they, they got you in, I thought, a cute outfit. You're walking around, you're all tough. You're smoking a cigarette and dancing. I'm like, this is awesome. Now, now, I mean, uh, is that like a two day shoot? Is that a one day kind of thing? And, and, and when you show up, do you have any idea what they want you to do or they just, they just start winging it with this rock video? We just started winging it and it was one day. Yeah. It was actually election day. It was that everyone needed to go vote that day and so i was like we need to all be out of here by 4 p.m and all you motherfuckers better be going wow um, so this the song is called ride them down but uh i i mean I, i've watched it a couple of times on TV. it's a good song and the video is really good but i mean what an honor to be tapped by the rolling stones to be in one of their videos so crazy i thought it was like you hung out with the boys and uh, they thought you were cool i had a whole backstory built up over this thing but it was all business do you get paid for something like that Kristen? Hey, did Kristen just freeze? I was going to say, either she's so still or she's frozen. Yeah. I think I might have just <laughs> oh lost her. Oh, my goodness. Her. Yeah. Shit, I got so many questions with her. I better get her back. Yeah. I don't even know if she knows she's gone. Kristen, you still there? I just lost her. Oh. It's weird because the camera froze and I went, gee, she's really good at just kind of sitting still. That's what you I know. was saying. I was like, look at how yeah. still she can be. <laughs> All right, Robin, you answered for her then. Okay. Be, uh, Kristen's What's the question? Well, um, let's see. Let's look at your odds of um, winning the Academy Award. Let's see who we think you're up against. I should go through the list with you and all that yes. stuff. And uh, yep. I will tell you, I will win. <laughs> no, I know she's, Kristen Stewart. She's up against Jessica Chastain. Because uh, she plays Tammy Faye. Yeah, Olivia I've Coleman. Seen the trailer for that. They're also saying Penelope Cruz is pretty much a shoe in for something called Parallel Mothers. I don't know what that is. And Frances McDormand, who is absolutely that's fabulous. A, that's a big um, list. Yeah, Frances McDormand oh, no, wins that's every. <laughs> that's you. I thought Kristen was coming back. I hope she comes back. Yeah. I feel like I got uh, interviewers interrupt us. That's right. Yeah, I dig talking to her. Yeah, but Frances McDormand and that Coleman woman there, and Jessica, uh, all of them are really amazing. Penelope Cruz is amazing. So it all depends on the role. And I think the inside track here is the likability of the character she's playing, that Princess Di is beloved. Yeah, well, and that's she what you're really saying. nails that role. This article in Vogue is saying that She's got the inside track to win the Academy Award. And I was actually working up to asking her if she would mention me in her Academy Award speech. I would like that. I was um, surprised that you didn't bring it up when you first said, are you interested in that? Well, I'm working toward it. But oh, then you're again, trying I got, to yeah, win her yeah. over, so it's, it's better. Hey, anybody got an update on whether Kristen Stewart is gone forever or? We're working um, on it. Give us a couple yeah, more I, seconds. I wonder okay. what happened. 
What do you, what do you, what happened? We're not sure. It looks like hmm. we're getting her back. Good. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, she plays that role. And the one thing, you know, because she plays fragility, you know, like the, mm. Diana was so fragile. Yeah. Man, if and I you was get an the actor. feeling that she's going to break at any moment, you know, and that anything could happen when she walked into a room, just <laughs> as she describes. I wasn't bullshitting. I, I, if I was an actor, I'd be afraid to play Lady Diana. I just would like, I wouldn't want people saying, eh. Yeah, you didn't you nail it like, because everybody you know. knows what she looked like, how she sounded, how she moved. Yeah, by the way, the name of the movie is Spencer, and it's opening in theaters nationwide this Friday. Ah. Yeah. And uh, basically, you watch Lady Diana go fucking insane. There's a scene in that movie where uh, she she loves to binge on food and then vomit it up. And she goes downstairs to the kitchen when in the big palace. She thinks and she she's alone. That huge refrigerator where yeah, they got, all the they got, stuff is. They got one of those walk in refrigerators. Yeah. Which is cool. You know, like it's, you know, that's when you know you got a lot of money. So uh, she walks into the walk in refrigerator and, and the pastry chef has left like 50 different pastries and she starts jamming them into her mouth. And uh, like she's just having the best time. And this dude walks in. And he's like, what are you doing in here? You know, and she's like, oh, fuck. I finally was having some fun. I was finally eating everything. Yeah, I was alone and I could just yeah. do whatever I wanted to do. And the dude walks in and just kills her fun. So what does she do? She runs back upstairs and she throws all the, all the nice desserts up. The other time mm. that really got to me was when she hurts herself. Remember, she takes yeah. that thing and digs into her arm. Bleeding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Do you think Lady Diana was really that tortured, or did they play that up? In the Definitely. Would, yeah. Are you answering as Robin, or are you answering as uh, I'm, Chris? No, I'm now Lady Diana. No, I knew, oh. I, you know, even that interview she once did, where she went on record about Charles being in love with Camilla. Yeah. That was to save her life. You know, she was being prepared for the loony bin. You know, they were documenting in the press that this woman was throwing herself down staircases and vomiting and all of that right. stuff was coming out about her. And nobody was talking about what was happening to her. Yeah. And, you know, it was very obvious. It's like, yeah, they either kill you or they put you away when you get on their nerves. I was going to compliment Kristen Stewart on what she wore to the L.A. premiere of the movie. She had on a black bra and a uh oh, oh you're back. back back good i was just talking what? about let's see if she can hear me kristen can you hear me hold on again I I, up. here we're unmuting here we go ah nice there you go. i was okay. complimenting you on what you wore to the la uh we were just talking about a whole bunch of lady die stuff i was talking about that scene in the movie fucking heartbreaking when you go down to that walk-in fridge Mm -hmm. And uh, you're you're stuffing yourself with the, all those desserts, the pastries, and then that douchebag walks in and he starts hassling you, and then you go upstairs and throw up all the desserts. I'm like, Jesus Christ, the woman can't even enjoy a dessert. What a I know. scene! I know. By the way, own clothes, everything was torture. I know, I know. Hey, you know, I was going to ask you. So, have you ever met Prince Harry since he moved to LA? No, I have not. Because. I'm wondering what you make of that. In light of the movie, in light of you playing Lady Diana, 
the fact that he, you know, part of me thinks he's crazy for leaving the royal family because it's a great gig on some level. And then the other part of me thinks he's real brave, like like his mother. He's just like, I'm fed up with these people. They're driving me insane and I'm getting out. Where Where do you stand on this? I think that Diana's legacy is like so clearly walking and talking around the world in her boys. And I think it's really interesting to see them both choose such different paths because she herself was like kind of a weird mix of things. Like she wanted to leave the family, but she also wanted to raise like a beautiful, positively functioning, successful king. Like she really still wanted to sort of be monarchy adjacent. It's not like she was completely condemning of the whole like institution. So the fact that Harry feels like he, you know, has the, ah, has agency and, and freedom of choice. Like that's, you know, that's something that she fought really hard for. So I'm, I'm very happy that, that, that the both of them are leading the life since, that they've lived. Yeah, you know? well, I, since you're, since you're almost lady die, you're the closest thing we have to her. I mean, I guess, so you're saying you're proud of your son for leaving and having the freedom to leave. So there you go. You know, that's uh, that's very nice. By the way, Kristen sounds different because she's on her iPhone mic. I don't know what happened with the connection, but, you know, usually works out pretty well. I was complimenting you on the outfit you wore to the I have LA. A dark, I have, oh, sorry, sorry. But I have oh, like ahead. a weird dark cloud. It is my fault that the Internet is not working because we're like plugged into the wall. It, it makes it's complete. makes no sense at all. It's because I'm in the room. Like I have weird magnets in my body or something like. Yeah. Well, look. I don't know. I'll let you go in the sense that, uh, you know, our connection isn't that strong. Um, for some reason, the sound is weird. But uh, look, I was playing with Robin. She was pretending to be you. And we were figuring out if you're going to win the Academy Award. We got some tough competition. They're talking, you know, Frances McDormand. She's up every year. We got Penelope Cruz. Uh, Olivia Coleman, like I said. But you know what? They're saying you've I got the number one. All of them have almost, uh, except for you, have been nominated before, I think. Breath of fresh air you got going for you, and they're saying yeah. you got the best performance, I think. And would it be out of line for me to request that when you give your Academy Award speech, maybe you remember your old friend Howard and, you know, drop his <laughs> name in there somehow. You know what I mean? <laughs> what do you think? What list does he go on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd like to thank you. Why not? I mean, I don't know why, but I think. Last thing I say, maybe the last thing I say is like, Howie, you were right. Yes. <laughs> and there you go. There you go. Howard was right. That's all. I want to be right once in a while. And and to clear up, before you leave, uh, two things. So now you're engaged, and there will be a wedding. I mean, I know I'm not going to be invited to the wedding. I'm sure of that. I mean, I don't know you guys well enough. But are we having a big wedding? What are the plans? Give me something so that I know what is going on. <laughs> uh, where are we at? What are we doing? Is there? I want to. <laughs> well, the actual planning, but we've sort of conceived of it. Like I've pictured it. I want to stay home. Like I want to be in LA so everyone can come. And you know, I want us to be pretty chill. Like I don't want anyone walking anyone down any aisles. Like we're just gonna like stand and like do vows and fucking party after. Like it's 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 kind of just a great excuse to like get. To together and like say i love you in front of all your friends we would love to be friends with you like this is you know 
full standing offer, come to the wedding. <laughs> like Ooh. we we welcome I you. Or you can, I want to you see would? it. Yes, I want to see what you're going to wear. I want to see what the food is. I mean, um, what are you going to do? Are you going to wear a traditional wedding dress? Or I could see you in something. I mean, I love the outfit you're wearing now. I don't even know what you call this. The jacket with the little bra top or what? I mean, what a bot on you. I mean, you could wear anything. I saw that in the movie. Uh, what do you, what do you, what is the fantasy? What are you going to wear? Well, the only reason I can't tell you is because I don't want to tell Dylan. Oh. But I doesn't need to listen to this interview. No. Um, no, I want to wear like not a dress per se. I want to wear like a little, I'm like whispering, like, I think I might actually just tell you because it's fucking funny and uh, she won't listen to this interview. Um, I want to wear like the best pair of Levi's ever and like, a, like an old t-shirt that has a tuxedo printed on it, but like cut off and barefoot and in, like, you know, I want to get married in like Topanga. Like I want to be chilling. I want it to be very homey. Uh, I want to see her laugh hysterically when she sees me in like a faux tuxedo t-shirt. <laughs> and what will she wear? She's not telling you you're not coordinating this thing at all. I don't know. Whatever she wants. Like I have no idea. Hmm. And will it be, uh, there'll be food, right? I mean, I'm not going there. I'm not schlepping all the way to LA for this. If there's not going to be some good eats. I mean, uh, and we're not talking too soon, right? With COVID, I think we should wait a year. What do you think? Fully a year. No, I don't want to have COVID even be like a thing. And look, like who knows what, where we're going to be in a year or two years. Who knows? Maybe we're all dead at that point. But um, we want to like have, some freedom to chill. And so, yeah, I would say like next year and the food is the biggest deal. Like I don't, I don't care about flowers and shit like that. Like the food needs to be on point. So, and also a mixture of high, but I mean like we need like caviar and fucking Seven Eleven. What about um, a band? There's gotta be a band for dancing. I'm assuming. Uh, no. Dances to bands at weddings. You need like the hits. You need to play Princess Die ballads. You need to go like full on like wedding music. I love the idea of like a band maybe for like the ceremony and like the first kickoff, but music, like you want to dance, you want to, and I'm sure musicians around the world are going like, you know, this girl's an idiot, but you need the pop songs. Like, yeah. You want to do a cool move? I'll give you the move. Okay. I, at my wedding, we walked in, cocktail hour was already going. People were getting loaded. They were eating. We just walked in and got married right in the room where they were all having cocktails and stuff. And everybody just stood around and got married. What do you think of that? I love that. That's kind of what we were planning on doing, like having the reception or whatever, you know, people refer to the party as basically like bookending the quote unquote ceremony, which will be very unceremonious. I think that we're literally just going to be like, okay, we're going to do this. Everyone ready? And we did it. Okay, let's go. And you just sort of continue. And we got to have somebody marry you of prominence. Who could we get? Um, who are you thinking? We're either going to have like no one. We're just going to do it ourselves and just like not have somebody officiate to sort of like have another party involved in like our moment. But we did hear that Guy Fieri from the Food Network officiates a lot of gay weddings. <laughs> <laughs> up 
of the Food Network, we both cook all the time. We're like very food obsessed. And so the idea of that man, that sweet, sweet, spiky headed man coming to our wedding and officiate, it just makes me laugh so much. It would be worth, it would be worth having somebody in, you know, infringe on a moment. If, if a guy, you'd be like, that might be the person that we would have. Other than Guy Fieri, I think it's just going to be me, me and Dylan. Man, I, uh, I like a, it. A, a request to him? He's awesome. Yeah? He's, you know him? I don't... Th- I, this, just, I mean, yeah. this, but we haven't reached out, no. <laughs> well, listen, the connection's weird with the um, with that uh, iPhone uh, mic, so it's hard to hear, but... Uh, Man, uh, I think you should have, here's what I'm saying. You should have this dude marry you because you think he's funny. You do the vows and all that stuff. And we get like a, an Ed Sheeran or somebody to do one or two songs at the wedding. Some key rock and roll friend of yours to get up and do a couple of numbers dedicated to the two of you. What do you think of that? I think it's a great idea. Maybe, I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll be the first time I ever get to meet Mick if he wants to come to the wedding. <laughs> Stones perform at your wedding. I love it. It'd just be beautiful. But, uh, well, listen, uh, the movie, you know, you got to go see Spencer. It opens in theaters nationwide this Friday. It's always good talking to you. I love talking to you. Um, Dude, you're literally the best person to talk to. You have the You have the best interviews that exist. I'm so happy that you had me back on the show. I love your show. Yeah, and I love I love talking to you. It's it's a lot of fun, and I always learn a lot because uh, listen, you're what's happening in showbiz. You know, I, I start learning about acting, all this other stuff too. You know, life. And uh, congratulations on playing Lady Die. I think it's great, and um, yeah, let's see, let's see what happens. I think maybe Oscar. This is good. I like it. It's your time. <laughs> I like it. The movie's called Spencer. Check it out. Opens in theaters nationwide this Friday. And uh, I'm sorry the connection went kablooey, but yeah, we'll talk about some other time. The microphone still works and you're just hearing me on the phone? I don't fucking know. I have technologically inept or whatever. Who knows? Uh, but uh, we'll talk again hopefully sooner than three years. And um, I guess that's it. And uh, thanks. No, thank you, dude. Robin, Howard, thank you so much. I'll see you later, hopefully. Bye, Kristen. Bye, Kristen. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame the um, connection got weird. I was really I know, enjoying talking to her. Awful. Yeah, I don't know. That's the first time that happened to us with the Zoom. It's usually very yeah. accurate. Yeah, and I hate that Mike that. was working great, and then all of a sudden she was frozen. Yeah, she's something. Well, I guess I'm going to Kristen Stewart's wedding. I'm going to check that out. I'll hobnob a little. I wonder who's going to be go. there. Yeah. Got myself a little invite. You know you me, I won't sort go. of, you know, wrangled it, but, you know. <laughs> you know me, though. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the perfect guest. I just send a gift. I'm, uh, I'm trying to act like I'm a big no, shot. Now that you insisted on being a guest, you better go. <laughs> no, I'm not going anywhere. Where am I going to go? You kidding? Until this COVID thing's completely cleaned up, I ain't going anywhere. Oh, well, I was reading something in the New York Times today. Some guy was saying this is going to be with us for the rest of our lives. We're going to have to learn to live with it. Uh, Yeah, I don't know that I can do that.
I just wanted to see if I could get an invite to one of these weddings because this <laughs> one's gonna that one's gonna be cool because you know these paparazzi guys are gonna be there and I'll parade oh they'll around. have helicopters they won't even be able to yeah. hear music yeah be helicopters <laughs> buzzing them in the backyard me I'll go out front and pose I don't care <laughs> take my picture. Well, they, you might get blown away. You know, they'll have one of those big Hueys and the, the wind will whip up and blow you across the roof. Yeah. I'll probably be like, you know, one of the older dudes there with all these young actors and, you know, they'll, they'll all look up to me. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. I'll answer their question. <laughs> Come here, kids. Let me talk to you about, uh, you know, what's happening in show business. I've been around. I made some coin in this business, kid. Come on over. <laughs> I like I talked myself into an invite. Now I can't go. <laughs> right. She's already putting your name on the invitation. I was going to say to her, but the fucking connection, I was thinking that Rob Pattinson marry them and he can dress up as Batman. Now that's fun. Oh, my God. Come on. Well, how great would that be? Well, I don't know that I don't know how close they are, but uh, you know it's really uh, crazy that they did these movies when they were kids and they're still associated with each other. Right. That Kristen Stewart's so cute. Jesus, she was. I was watching her, and she had this funny hairdo, hmm. and I was like, "That's a funny hairdo," and she still looks beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, she can, like, do one of those, uh, what do they call that, asymmetric haircuts? Like yeah, where, yeah. It doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter. I have a friend that said to me, she's going to end up with a dude. I go, you don't know anything about that. She's totally in love with this uh, woman she's with. But that's how people, you Why know. Why would they say, oh, is that one of your older friends who just can't yeah. believe? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A guy who's like, you know yeah, what? Yeah, All If right. she met me, she'd want me. She, oh, she'd convert. Yeah. She'd straighten you know, right out. Straighten, straighten her right out when she saw my wonderful penis. <laughs> All right, it was Ronnie. No, it wasn't. It really yeah. wasn't. Oh, man. What'd she say? She's going to have the marriage. She's going to get married. They the girlfriend proposed, and uh, they're going to they're going to. She's going to wear jeans and a t-shirt. She might change. You know. Yeah, she got to look at the pictures. Uh, you know, a hundred years from now, that t-shirt won't be so funny. <laughs> well, no, but you hear what she's going to do? She's going to do like a crop top. Um, like tuxedo top. She's got that belly that's really tight. She's athletic. She's got a good body. She she's gonna look she's gonna look dynamite. It still won't make you know. She'd rather have been in a beautiful gown. Nah, you, now you're now. thinking. Now you're thinking like Robin Quivers. You got to think like <laughs> these kids. Come on with you. Look, it's just like your your high school yeah. picture. Is that so great? <laughs> right. You thought it was fine then. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't. I knew better. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was an embarrassment the day I took it. My high school picture. Holy shit. My mother made me get my picture taken. I didn't want to go. I didn't go to my graduation. I was like, fuck you. I'm not going. I didn't say fuck you to my mother. I was just like, fuck you to my school. Yeah. I hated my school. My school hated me. Miracle I got out of there and, you know. I did, but they went the day the photographer. I went. I've seen that picture on the internet. It's all over the place. It looked like, um. Looks like someone did my hair up, but they didn't. 
<laughs> you know, I had the long hair yeah. and the ponytail. And then uh, my college picture, it looks like I got a little bouffant going because uh, I cut off all my hair because I was trying to get a radio job. And my professor said, you get a nice short haircut. And he was right. They hired me. They said, we don't want any hippies and you don't look like a hippie. And I said, you should have seen me three weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that. <laughs> last week I was. <laughs> Man, last week I was a hippie. I was the hippest. <laughs> but my professor, Professor Prince, Boston University, was right. Cut that fucking hair, walk in with a suit and tie. And I did it. And I felt like a douche because I was going to the cool rock station. And all the dudes working there were all dressed like hippies. Long hair, yeah. beards, all Jeans. of them. Yeah. Even the salespeople looked a little bit hippie-ish. And I walk in with my jacket, tie, my attache case, my resumes, <laughs> my tape, you know, with the short hair, little bob. Hello, I'm Howard Stern. I would like a job. And uh, this dude, Donald J. Barnett, he looked at me and he said, you know what? I'm going to listen to your tape because I'm sick of these fucking hippies. <laughs> it was he didn't the right say day fuck. to hit him. Yeah, I hit him <laughs> because evidently these hippies weren't showing up for work and they weren't doing what he said and they were saying all kind of bullshit to him. And he goes, you look like a good boy. I said, I am a good boy. What I lack in talent, I'll give you in drive. <laughs> and the guy hired me. And what did I do? I turned down the job. What an asshole I was. What a douche. I turned down the job of my dreams. I got scared. See, Kristen Stewart's brave. She took the job. I'll be Lady Di. I'll get over my fears. Not me. I don't get over my fear. I was so paralyzed with fear that I would suck. I said to him, thank you, but I can't take the job. Oh, my God, I'm getting the chills right now thinking about it. He's like the guy's in a suit, oh. and he's still fucking up. <laughs> yeah, he's still a hippie. <laughs> and they gave it to some other dude, and the dude was good. I thought everyone was better than me. I had made a horrible mistake, and I called him back a couple of weeks. I don't know, maybe a month later. Wow. This is Howard Stern. He goes, who? I go, the guy who turned down the job, I made a mistake. Could you forgive me? What's with you? You got the job and you turn it down. You're not reliable, blah, blah, blah. I said, I got scared. I got nervous. Please give me another chance. I, I, well, I don't have anything now, but I got a little part-time thing. New Year's, New Year's, New Year's Eve morning or New Year's morning. You'll be on January 1st. Go do it. And don't bother me. Don't tell me your problems. I got to work uh, overnights at WKTU Soft Rock. And I don't want to be disturbed in the morning. If you got a problem, call someone else. Well, sure enough, I get there. Did I have a problem? I jammed all the equipment. It wouldn't work. <laughs> who did I call? The guy who told, the guy who hired me said, don't call me. I said, I'm calling you. You're going to kill me. He goes, what did you do? I said, I, none of the equipment works. He goes, call the fucking engineer. <laughs> and then, um, the guy who came on after me, I didn't know him. I told him what happened. He says, oh, they're going to fire your ass. I said, oh, no. <laughs> and this is Donald J. Barnett. He called me. You woke me up. I had to work all night and you woke me. I said, I'm so sorry, sir. Please, please give me another chance. I, I'll be all right. You seem like a nice guy. You fucked up. I understand. He was an understanding guy. What a mensch. 
Yeah, I was going to say, you're have. lucky to be here with this Oh, part. my God. I would have been, I would have fired me. Big <laughs> dumb asshole I was. Big dummy. Mm. Anyway. And the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. Geez, hey guys, what happened with uh, Kristen Stewart's connection? I was grooving with her. I was getting into the wedding plans, and uh, yeah, yeah. What what happened? I'm bummed out a little bit sitting here. I mean, she was fully connected to the internet with a wire, but something happened with her computer, and um, Mm. it just it just crapped out. I'm thinking maybe it was our equipment because look at look at all my monitors. They're they're filled with all kind of nonsense. Yeah, oh, we're having right? issues too. I think you're having an issue. I think Fred's having an issue. Something's going on today, but but that that wasn't what happened with Chris. Mm. I got mm. the special Verizon uh, connection. Nothing's supposed to happen on my end. I got like one of the best connections you can have. Pay Look, the fortune there's for it. always something that can happen. Yeah. Shit, I was enjoying talking to her too. Got a nice vibe about her. Yeah, and it, once that um, switch over to the iPhone, that wasn't working at all. No, no, it sounded terrible. Should have just called her on the phone. You know, <gasps> that's right. Yeah, that would have been worked. better. That would have worked. But all right, yeah, let's make a plan. If we ever lose connection, we should just talk to the person on the phone. You know, I don't know who I'm talking to. Well, I, I hope guess. somebody's listening. We hear uh, We hear you. You hear me. Because <clears throat> right. people all are right. still doing that on TV a lot. You see all kinds of different connections. Sometimes people are echoing. Sometimes they're cutting out because everybody's on a different kind of microphone or they're mm. using the camera on their computer. People, we have to get this together. Hello, hello. No, we have it together. We got it down. I mean, you heard how good it sounded, but, you know, once in a while there's a fuck up, but. Uh, anyway, well, that show biz. Hey, yeah, so we'll it was be a back. great interview up until the technical difficulties. That's yeah. what you uh, have to say because it was. Yeah, Kristen Stewart and Spencer opening in theaters nationwide this Friday tomorrow. Ed Sheeran. Hopefully, we'll have our connection stuff worked out. Well, that's he just had he a. He has a computer that works. Yeah, <laughs> we're not yeah. providing computers, are we? <laughs> I we we kind of are. We make sure everybody's got everything, but yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Ed had uh, COVID, so he couldn't be on Saturday Night Live. He was supposed to be around, but in any case, I guess we've arranged for something. All right. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.